Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 7, Heads Up. And here are three people that managed to climb under the dumpster to go play with 99 red, I mean green balloons, with Enid. I don't know what the hell's going on. Everybody, we're back, and we're here to talk about the Walking Dead episode. And again, Yay! before we get too far into it, let's just get all the happy horseshit out of the way. Uh, if you want to reach us and talk about what the hell we just watched, you can jump in the chat live with us. If you're listening to this at a later time, you can always email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. Tweet me at igotissuesman. You can uh, call or text in 781-990-8509. That's all the ways to reach us if you want to... If you want to get at us in different ways, you can find it. If you if you want to invent some creative way. Oh, also, there's the chat wing room that you can jump in. You can find the description, wing. the link to that in the description box below. Okay. Now we have all that out of the way. I'm not alone. I have Joe Dirty Locks and Katie Crow. How are you two Yay. doing this evening? Uh, good. Good, good. How do you feel about it? Are you guys happy Glenn's back? Does it make you feel good? Well, Phil, I, I don't want to tell. I say I sold... I, I don't want to say I told you so, but so, welcome to Miami. Oh, my God. Oh, we'll, we're going to get all into this. We're going to recap all about this episode. And holy shit, that's the main thing. I, I have to admit, when it really comes down to it, I'm more excited for the the 45 minutes or so that we got of of hype and pregame for next week's final episode in this in this episode. This was a lot of a lot of pregame, a lot of hype, a lot of build up to those walls coming down. A lot of interesting things happening between Rick and Morgan tonight too. But really, the big thing to come from tonight is the the worst keep the worst kept secret in television history, or one of them, Glenn being <laughs> alive. So how did you how did you guys like the way that played out? He was miraculously clean. Yeah, he was awfully clean for the amount of blood we saw pouring up over him. His shirt should have been crusty and very disgusting. crusty and disgusting. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, we're gonna His get face. God, like a cake, like a like a mask you would see a, a woman going to bed at night with that like cream on her face. It would look like that, but with blood. And oh my gosh, and guts and shit. <laughs> I've <laughs> also feces and a little bit of nicks. <laughs> I forgot to mention the most important part of the show, live, already going, going during the episode, and now live now, the motherfucking chat, going crazy, jump in the chat oh, live, yeah, the chat. and if you're not with us live, try to check us out live Sunday after Hopefully the episodes at about 10.30 and jump in the chat and join in pretty much the most fun thing about our entire show is being able to oh, jump yeah. in the chat and talk with those guys, they're already going crazy. CC. They have been for quite a while now. Oh, the motherfucking chat. I love you guys. And we have Tim, Apulia, Ducronic, Annette Walter. We have a lot of new people's uh, names. We saw Terry Chan's in there. And yes, we are sorry. We were running a little bit of late. Little bit late. We had a few technical difficulties on my end and uh, to get to get things started. So, so should we get into this? Since the first stuff we see is this Glenn stuff, and that's probably what we're gonna get into in our big, big long intro rant here. So let's just get, yeah. let's get right into this fucking Glenn stuff. And holy well, I don't shit! Fuck Glenn. You don't want to fuck Glenn? He wouldn't. He no. wouldn't. He wouldn't be your choice. No. Maybe one of the birds that we saw at some point later, later in the some episode. Some were hot. Yes. Some of those birds, their wingspan was just so sexy. Mm -hmm. I could, I could, I could, I could. Plenty of girls there. Oh my gosh. Katie St. Amed. Hey guys. Ducronic. Welcome. Jimmy. Jimmy, you are the fucking best. Spoil me, Stacy. Welcome. Glenn, uh, Timo. Glenn lives. Terrachan. Big smiley face. Enid saves Glenn with a can, says Richie A. 
Oh my goodness me. Oh, let's check in with a couple of our good friends uh, our message that have sent us messages in other ways. Anna Banana, who always sends us messages on Twitter every episode. Glenn's alive. Tara gives Rick the finger. And Carol is super detective. Fucking love this show. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes, and D. Willis says, Sup, Phil, Joe, and Miss Crow. The mixed feelings in this episode are real. Carol is always queen bitch. Sam and Ron need to die. Enid is funky, mm-hmm. but but she did grant the Glenn miracle. Morgan is starting to annoy me now. All in all, good episode. You guys have a good week. Be safe. Don't turn your back on Ron. He's as shady as shit. Oh, God. Fuck that kid, Ron. He, yeah, well, we didn't know this was coming. Like, we all, we all, all three of us called this on a couple of oh, episodes yeah. ago. That oh, yeah. He was going to try He's, to kill Carl. Like someone in the chat called uh, Enid coming across, saving Glenn like that. And Casp, who's in the chat wing room. And eventually, like we were saying on the website, I'm working to be able to have the chat wing embedded right in the website so you guys can watch it right from there. And Casp, awesome. Thank you so much for the kind words in the chat. Holy shit. We already got some voicemails, too, that need to be played. Uh, God, a lot of shit going on. We'll get to it in a little bit. We'll open the phone lines and see what's going on here. Oh, and so, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm so much going on. So many people want to get in on this episode, and I can't blame you. A lot of shit happened. And I'm trying to hold it in here. I'm trying to hold in the bullshit meter that's going ding, ding, ding on me a little bit. But it was, it was a very... It was filmed well. Let's get into it. Okay. So so we get into this episode and we open up on... Oh, we forgot. I almost forgot about fucking uh, Gabriel. <laughs> the best, my favorite part of the episode. I can't, I can't wait to talk about my favorite part of the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. We, I had some opinions about that scene. <laughs> I love Rick so much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide horror. Everyone, uh, Phil, how do you feel about that Glenn made it through? I think that I, I, I missed, I missed one thing. Mm hmm. How how were there so many dead walkers right there? You mean afterwards when he kind of eventually yeah. left? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. And, th- and I actually wrote that in the notes. So so let, let's get right into it. So we open up to the darkness. Oh, the- maybe trampled from all the rest of them when they were bent down trying to eat Nick. Oh, the softer headed ones get smushed. Maybe. Yeah. Big Kev. Oh, my body. Yeah. Big Kev texts us, oh my god, Glenn is alive, I thought he was so dead, my friends will be so happy, Glenn is a ninja, mother dick out. (laughs) (laughs) Mother dick. Mother fucking dick out, holy fucking shit, oh fuck. Okay, so we open up to the darkness and the sounds of hell with the words thank you from Nick, and we... We, and and we see our boy Glenn again, who should be who I was like, oh, there's Glenn being eaten again. But no, 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 he's not being eaten there. We suddenly we notice that even to Glenn's surprise, he's not being ripped apart. It's not Glenn at all. It's just Nicholas. So yep. so Glenn decides, you know, no one's going to notice me. Now I'm all covered in Glenn okay. guts. And somehow that's mixed with Walker spit. So I feel I smell like guts, obviously, because that's the only and, explanation. Yeah, the other ones that are getting trampled around him, some of that's leaking on him, yeah. maybe too. Right. So he smells and, and like just filling the area with the smell in general. Yeah, Juicy. it's a stinky. It's there's, there's a lot of smelling like shit in this moment. Moist. I mean, smelling like Walker. So it's very moist, right, Katie? Very yeah. moist. The night, was, the night was moist. 
<laughs> Thank you for the three people that are gonna get that joke. Nice. <laughs> the night, the night was sultry. The night was no. moist. moist. Oh gosh. Oh Lola, Lola Martin, Tara Chan, we were right about Glenn. Holy shit. I think we are the three people that will understand that, Phil. <laughs> I know, totally. <laughs> we are the three people that are going to get what we're fucking talking about. Winter is moist. See, mean it. Why were the. See, <laughs> mean it says, why were those one walker's hand just laying on Nicholas's body as if they were just looking on but not eating? Like they were just waiting. Those are some belonging to some of the dead ones that were piled up in front of that dumpster, I guess. Maybe he ripped the arms off. smushed body parts, yeah. So, so Glenn... The older, softer ones, I suppose. And I guess the explanation can just be all... You know how there's that old explanation that you can't really explain something, so a wizard did it? You can just say... Glenn, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the explanation here is just going to be Glenn's a ninja. He he does, like, a tuck roll move where he just, like, kind of roll, shimmy shake rolls. It, it did, did a Telltale Games classic move where you just have to, like, shimmy your way mm -hmm. under something. And he, I definitely... Yeah, it was it, hitting left on my stick. Yes, hitting left on his stick, <laughs> trying to push through. And it, yeah, it looked like he had kind of wedged himself under the dumpster in a way. Yeah, that's the highest. It was that's weird. The, that dumpster's got some good wheels. Usually they're flat on the ground. I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, some of them have wheels. Some of them do, the but. smaller. And see, Mina continues. Then how did Glenn's face not get ripped off? Noah's did. And Terry Chan says, I mean, they could have pulled it off worse. And this was something Terry Chan was talking about. Noah's now. did, right? But Shane's didn't when he had Otto around. Not Otto, uh, Otis. Otis, big Otis, Otis. Rod. That uh, all depends on how you use that body. Terry Chan, uh, we were talking about this, or we mentioned this right in the episode that Glenn dies, I think, where it could have been as as much as I'm going to call bullshit on a couple of things about this whole situation, it could have been done a lot worse. I mean, they, yes, they yeah. visually made it plausible that it could have happened, I guess. I mean, maybe they that's... They showed it to us. They showed it to us. Exactly, Joe. They could have just Rick got getting away from that group in the Winnebago shit, but they did. We asked them to show it to us. They gave mm -hmm. us a detailed description of how we did it. Whether I call bullshit on it or not is a different story altogether, and I'm about to get to bullshit, but... But it's okay. It's okay. So he slides under because he is a gutsy ninja, and he slides into the dumpster, and he makes He's his like way. He's a cat. He's a cat, yep. And he Fit The rest of them can. And he stays there, and he a couple of them almost bite his hand, but... But he, he, and everything kind of the sound goes away. It's just that Glenn, slow mo, that slow music. And he eventually corners his way under the dumpster and he's fighting for survival. So it, it's kind of that hopeful walking, walking dead music that's going on too. Like everybody, Glenn's alive. Be happy. And I mean, I don't want to make it seem like I'm not happy. I feel like I'm being kind of, kind of sarcastic about all this. As I mentioned many times before, and I'll get it off the, get it out of the way. I love Glenn. He's not my favorite character, but he's one of the characters mm. I really like. Mm -hmm. I want. I don't mind him not of dying. I just think it was a very powerful moment that they did in that episode, and it could have been an interesting way of showing that any one of our characters, even someone as beloved as Glenn, it's, it's been a while since we lost a real main character in, yeah. in, yeah. in our yeah. big main core, and seeing someone like Glenn go would be fucking huge. But that being that being said, I don't know. I, I, him coming back this way just kind of it it just it just stinks to me as they wanted to get the, maybe they, I'm not sure if they realized that they get this much 
press or the is Glenn alive, isn't Glenn alive stuff? Uh, I, I think they kind of were expecting that. They were expecting that. Okay. One of their main characters, it was like, it was done four or five episodes ago, right? Like, you you know you're expecting that, and that's why you waited so long to... Then that's waited fucking for bullshit, dude. Then that's fucking bullshit. Then that's, like, playing with us just because they're like, oh, that, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna fucking say it. Oh, that Game of Thrones show pulled it off. Let's fucking try to do it. it I well, don't know. Well, Maybe I, I also think the they scripts were the written vehicle. before. Scripts were written before. But just for... To be fair, they added that Morgan episode in later to, and they filmed it at a different time to to add more suspense and time to go to wait for this Glenn giveaway. I I don't know. I don't want to make. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an asshole. I, I I think they really needed a vehicle for this relationship they're going to build with Enid and Glenn. Yes. And I think yes. they're you know this is here's a book spoiler for anybody who hasn't isn't caught up in the books. Which shame on you. You know, they, they, Sophia's alive and they adopt Sophia, Maggie, and Glenn uh, in the story. So this is them maybe exploring that whole storyline that they wanted to adopt. Yeah. So maybe this is them, they're going to be able to adopt that whole storyline using Enid instead of Sophia and explore all of that kind of stuff that you get with uh, right. no, adopting I, I a child. Hear, I hear why they did it. I just think there was better ways of doing it than making us play yes. the, let's take his name out of the credits. Let's have, let's let's put a gun to Chris Hardwick's back and have him lie. <laughs> I, I just think it's like a pile of shit. Everybody in the world seen pictures of him, but let's have everybody say, he, wink, wink, wink. He's not, I just find that shit a little, just a little cheap. We've got a quick voicemail. Let's play. It is. It is. It's the worst kind of uh, exploitation. Yeah, it's exploitation of the audience. I fucking hate it. But here we go. Let's play a, let's play a message. I feel used. I call more, I call more bullshit on, on, on on uh, Rick getting how to getting back to the um to the to to wherever they are from yeah that, yeah I know I know what you're saying dude you, you're saying you call more bullshit on Rick getting out and that's because we didn't see it and that that's what we we're kind of saying that because we didn't actually get to see Rick do that situation it just looks like oh Rick's magic he has magic walker mm-hmm. repellent main character powers like when Glenn looks at Enid with a gun, like, like I'm a main character, hon. You're not going to fucking kill me. You're not going to shoot <laughs> Come me. On now. Oh my the zombies God. didn't kill me. You're not killing me. Yeah. But that being said, I, I, I really liked this Glenn episode. It, this was probably like we got to see Glenn talk and do a lot more in this episode than we have in a while. So if you're a huge, if you're a huge Glenn fan, this could be a very rewarding episode. And I'm not, I don't want to hate on that too much because I can understand how it's like, okay, they brought him back and he's a main focus of an episode, which is something which I enjoy. You get a few of those throughout yeah, the season. Yeah. And I think him and Enid had a good little balance with her being a wise ass and him, mm-hmm. the former wise ass. They get a good back and forth going on. No, miss, no fucking Enid adoption, damn it. She annoys me only slightly less than that punk-ass Ron. Timo says... Wow, if she like was, she's a teenage girl or something. Timo, <laughs> sa- Timo says if she was like Arya, she would have killed Glenn. Uh, Fred says, I kind of like that moment. Carol's basically what Andrew becomes in the co- comics. A couple of... Uh, <laughs> bite yourself, Arya is awesome. She would have killed Enid and made a shirt from her hair. Oh, so much awesome well, stuff's going on I in was, the chat. I right was now. a little disappointed in this. Um, um, my whole, you know... Glenn, what are you, you kidnapping her to prison? She has to go back with you. She's not your kid. She's adult enough in this world to make her own decision. 
Why doesn't she say, listen, Glenn, I left there on purpose. I'm not going back. Don't make me go back. Mm -hmm. You kidnapped. Like, come on. Don't put your fucking hands on me. You put your hands on me. Of course I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. Who the fuck are you? I don't know you. I I see you walking around town for a few days and suddenly you can drag me the fuck back there. She should. I I agree, but I also see from his point of view, we're a community and so we're all family. You're making decisions based on anger and like sullen teenage girl crap. The best thing for you is to come with me and shut the fuck up. Let's see if we can take this call quick. Caller, welcome to the show. I 100% disagree with both of the uh, people talking on the show right now. No, that she is not a freaking. No, she should not be able to go out on her own. She is. She is not Carl. She cannot handle herself on her own. She is being stupid. Glenn is saving her life by getting her black. Yes, she is a goddamn prisoner. If you want to look at it that way. She should be able to go on her own and just go out into the world when she when you know she cannot handle it. Even the grown-ups cannot handle being on their own sometimes. <laughs> that is complete bullshit. Yes, dude, dude, let him finish. Let me, yes. If it's jail, it's jail. Get over it. Awesome, dude. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. No, good she, call. She came to that place on her own. She can leave on her own. Forget that. Like, she doesn't want to be there. That's dude. fine. As far as I'm concerned, let her go get eaten and die. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. fine. She... She doesn't have to stay. If, if Glenn, if you're that worried mm. about it, you stay with her. You don't put your fucking hands. You put your hands on me like that. You're coming back. No, fuck that. <laughs> you should have shot him in the face. Oh my gosh, chat is going insane. We have a we have another quick voicemail I want to play because uh, this is a question I was going to ask the audience if they've had a chance. If anyone saw that that uh, that the Stephen Yen message during Into the Badlands, but I, I want to play a voicemail that I think is talking about that quickly. Hey guys, this is 98 Champs calling. I just wanted to see if you got a chance to watch that clip with Glenn during Into the Badlands. They knew they messed up with his storyline <laughs> because he wanted to thank the fans for being supportive. And meanwhile, the look on his face was like he was about to cry. Yeah. And not a happy cry, yeah. like a sad cry that they knew they had messed up by dragging out the storyline. Yeah, like he d- said. totally. If they didn't finish it off in that episode, they should have came back the next episode. And mm-hmm. also, Rick, we got a new name for Rick, Rick the Dick. <laughs> I mean, he is really... I'm sorry, the message, oh. the message got cut off hey, a God. little bit. Cut, like cut, off, cut off a little bit. But she, she, it continues. I mean, he's really going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. This show is good. I'm starting to really hate watching it because it's really starting to get on my nerves of the stupidity of it. I know mm-hmm. they have it to have to change from the comics or whatever next week's episode because bet it looks like it better be pretty good. But even if everyone, uh, it's kind of hard. It, I'm reading the uh, the translation of the message. But awesome, mm-hmm. awesome voicemail. Thank you so much. I'll may, pl- maybe play the end of that at the uh, the end of the show. But let's continue into the recap. Let me turn that down. I'll open the phone lines back up in a second. See if anybody is love the show all the way from the UK. Stayed up late for the chat. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, Apulia says, Enid is not right in the head. Bill Sutherbee says, I think Stephen <sighs> Yen was about to cry because there's a scene to come in the second half with him and somebody possibly. <laughs> oh, gosh. And, and I agree. I agree. Enid's not right in the head. There uh adolescent girl right As, on top of being an adolescent girl she's not right in the head on top of that and being in the zombie apocalypse you know but i, I just uh jss baby i don't JSS. know if i if, if i agree with with making that call you know stay with her but you know make your case but I, you know 
kind of creepy putting your hands on her, forcing her back to town when she's saying she doesn't want to go, that she's out there on her own. And she's obviously running away from him, Mm. too, trying to hide from him. Well, but she's not really running away. She keeps coming back. She, she needs, is passive-aggressively she... saying, someone saved me from myself. And that's why I agree with the caller. Classic teenage girl. And that's why I agree with the caller. She's 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 crying for help. She, yep. she's, she's out there screaming, help me, help me, help me. Just, she she needs Just it. Not verbally, she but needs she's screaming. Gl- exactly. She needs Glenn to slap her across the face. And Okay, so anyways, we see the hopeful music as we see tons of faces of Walker and intense as Glenn's well, there. It comes down, sorry, it comes down, I, it comes down to her feeling orphaned. And not loved and not not cared about by anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's what Glenn's going to show her. Show yeah. her the love. Show her the love. Uh, I agree Maggie he shouldn't well. have touched her. As Ren says. No that, touchy touchy. Yeah, as Ren but said. Other than that, I think he was pretty right in what he did. And it was exactly what she wanted him to do. Absolutely. Oh, we got She a, saved him for a reason. Yeah. We've got another caller. Welcome to the show, caller. This is 98 Champs again. How you guys doing? Doing awesome. Thank you so much. Saw your message got halfway cut off. I just wanted to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving, a healthy and happy one. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank and you. I also wanted to say that uh, Tara, she had cracked me up. When she gave Rick the finger. Oh, she was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> So awesome. So awesome. Thank- I kind of felt bad for this Father Gabriel, though. I'm starting to feel bad for mm-hmm. the poor guy now, but he deserves it. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. And was right. You don't put your hands on anybody else. If she don't want to follow, that's her. Let her get yeah, eaten up. Yeah, if she don't want to follow, you, you follow her. Yeah, she, she's putting everybody at risk. It's enough to have a discussion, and his wife's back home worrying if he's, if he's alive or not. I would have been like, I asked you twice. You didn't want to go. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been me. (laughs) Okay, you guys. Have a good. You too. Have a great holiday. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for the call. We really do appreciate it. And again, if anyone else wants to call, and if we do not answer, if we're in the middle of a stretch of the recap, you can always leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509. The phone lines will be on and off throughout the evening. So thank you so much. Tara Chan says, even the call. Oh, Tara Chan. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Ren. Ren. You guys in the chat are fucking cracking me up tonight, as always. And if you guys are listening to this on the podcast or listening to this in the replay on YouTube, please try to join us at least once or twice live on one of our broadcasts because the chat is so much the best part of the show. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Sometimes, as we say a lot, we just, I get lost. I like look over the chat. I'm like, I want to know what's going on. I got to scroll up. I have to see what the joke is. I'm missing out. So jump. I'll sometimes realize I've been quiet for way too long because I'm just reading the chat. (laughs) <laughs> chuckling to myself oh right i i can talk oh. oh gosh i love you guys so much in the chat thank you okay so is the day so we see glenn uh with a ton of faces of walkers around him and it's an intense glenn as he's trying to drink some water he's like he finds a really like shitty old uh, uh like like spit spit in it you know backwash off of nick's body yeah of nick's body that's half nick's just, juice yeah it's nick, nick juice, it's nick juice. <laughs> you beat, beat me to it katie it's nick juice <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. It's juicy. And so yeah, uh, it's juicy Nick juice. Oh, gross. Now we're going too far. So <laughs> as as uh, as the day passes, Glenn's still there in a day and night. He looks at Glenn's uh Nick's dead dead head. And then the next day awakes and he sees this he's he sort of groans. He sees that some of the walkers have just just dis- dispersed. 
and he sneaks his way out of the back of the dumpster. And this is where I wrote, all the walkers are gone, question mm. mark. So he also finds another little thing of water, and he looks out, looking everywhere for, like, even a little sip of water. And he spots a flare gun that's broken in half. So he looks above him, or no, from above him, someone drops a bottle of water, and it smashes on the ground. And, she, and they said, heads up. Heads up. I said, I, I heads, said up. heads up. I said heads up. And it's Enid. And he goes, why are you Episode here? Episode title. Heads up. And my question is, quick, just because simply where Enid was saying too, did Enid and have Enid and Glenn shared a scene before this episode? Have they actually quote unquote met or was this, uh, or are we just to assume that Glenn had seen her and knows who she I is? I don't recall. Good question. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if Glenn, mm-hmm. maybe just at community meetings or something like that. I, I just don't, I don't remember. And it would have been good in the first two episodes or even at last season, if they knew they were going to go here at one point to have Glenn, Glenn walk past Enid and Carl hanging out and just kind of look over and go and nod just to set up later that he knows who she is. Mm. Cause it's just hard for me to believe that he took the time to know everybody in Alexandria and he knew, well, no, he knew her he by, her. he knew her he by name her. though. He's seen her. He's yeah. seen her, but he knew her by name. Right. Well, he might keep up on what Carl is up to and stuff. And Maggie saying, yeah. Oh, I think Carl's mitten with Enid. I hope it doesn't turn into a fight between right. him and porch Dixon. Right. Exactly. That it mm. probably happened at one point in that little talk between them two and that kind of thing. We have a text from te- from Texas, Phil, Katie, Joe. I look forward to your shows each week ever since Game of Thrones last season. I usually watch on Mondays at work. T- today, however, I'm catching it live. I, I'm at the I'm at the hospital. My firstborn son was born last Wednesday, and there's been some complications, so my wife and I have to stay here. We wish you the, the best for you and your family. Uh, your show has provided a well-needed break from the worry and put a smile on my face tonight. Love you from a new dad Aww. in Texas. Well, we send well, you a lot. Congratulations and, you know. Many blessings. And our, yeah. And many, yeah, for, for that. And, and, and lots of love from the chat. And everybody get better, son. We hope you guys are all doing well at the hospital and hope we can give you a couple smiles over there. So, so thank you for listening to the motherfucking show. And one more voicemail before we proceed. Remember, Dirty Lock sounds like a good <laughs> first name. Dumb. Was, Wait one second. You don't follow the dumb when they're being dumb. That's what Rick is saying. You don't follow the dumb by, when they're being dumb. That's what he was saying to Tara. Yeah. Oh, I, I and I gotta say this. We're, we're, we'll get into all of that later. But that's where I'm a hundred percent. On Rick's side, there. I would yell at Tara too in that situation. Not because it was an Alexandrian. Because it was Spencer. And I also love, we're, I know we're not there yet, but I also love Deanna basically saying, sacrifice my idiot of a son It's gonna help if it's going to help us out. And kind of told Rick that you, you made this dumb reason if you only let him live because he's my son. You should have. No, she was saying that's mm-hmm. not why you did it. You did it because it's the human and the right thing See, to I do. See, I read that a lot. He's a good man. Right. Period. Because Rick's a good person and that's what Rick does. That's what, that's what we do. That's what. Michonne said we do it. Tara said that's what we do. Like, that's yeah. the message to Rick is, you know, like it or not, this is the group we're with now. This is the group we're staying with now. Get used to it. Uh, you know, that's what is, we do for each other. Yeah, this that's is what, a world just like, I mean, just like now. You get to decide what kind of person you are in this world. <laughs> right now we're... Na- and, 
Once you decide that, whether it gets you killed at some point or not, like that's, how you die, that's how you live. it. Yeah. <laughs> the chat's going crazy naming the naming these. But what, you, uh, what we should call Jesse's son, Porch Dick the Second, Porch Peckerson. Porch. Well, Junior. Well, and here's, and here's my thing. Do you think he was telling the truth? Do you think he was actually, his plan was, I know I can go get a car and I can distract them and, and lure them all away? No. Or do you think his plan was, my backpack is full of crackers and wine and I'm getting the fuck out of here yep. with my gun and bullets? You, fuck these guys. Fuck these people. You, yep. you son it of a bitch. It's a pretty awful place to like sneak out like in between like two two groups of lookout people. <laughs> like in the broad daylight this is the perfect time to do it right over the cluster from the horde uh, yeah not even on like the opposite side of town where there might be a, a, a free space to get out porch dick two electric boogaloo could could also be, be another one we've got we got a, everyone's naming the porch dick in the chat it's governor porch dick jr <laughs> does that mean jesse is the mother dick <laughs> Bill. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, fucking A. Love it. Love it so much, guys. Keep it coming in the chat. And uh, we got a big thank you from the dad. Thank you, buddy, for listening. And we honestly do wish you the best. So, okay. So he grabs, he he runs up there and asks her why she's there. And uh, I'm drinking, I'm being very Bostonian right now, Ren, and I'm drinking a Sam Adams because it's the only thing left in the refrigerator. So, so, eh, it's all right. So, it's. So we, it's so he. I like some of the not to get too far. I like some of the random sands. I don't really like Boston Lager. <clears throat> it's not my favorite of the Sams. So, okay. So he he goes into kind of protective uncle mode at this point, and he goes after her, and he and she's just like, I'm just JSS and go fuck off, stay away from me. <laughs> he asks her. He goes in where she, goes into the building where she was hiding on the roof, and he kind of sees some food on the ground. She yells down. There's more. Yeah, I wish he had found that hole in the window before they jumped up on that freaking uh, dumpster. Just like another thirty seconds to look around, five seconds to look around to check yeah, behind look that. Look to top. your left. Because he knew awfully quick that that, that that window was open to jump into. He was yeah. like, "Okay, there. I got to go off to Enid through this window." <laughs> like, wow, that was. So, Would have been handy uh, an hour ago, don't you think? <laughs> Port- Look around, up and down. Wow, <laughs> Terra Shan, you guys, you guys in the, you guys in the chat. I love all you guys so much. Phil, next video should be beer reviews. If you haven't already, check out the Beerist podcast. It's a, it's very good. It's a very good uh, podcast. Uh, delicious. Porch penis. <laughs> porch penis is Sam Cookie Dick. Then, oh God, I love I love you guys in the chat. That I'm, would be great to have with that podcast. I'd love to do me, you and him should all sit down in a room and do that. Get you into some good beer. Finally. I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm honestly ready for it. I can't even drink that swill anymore. I used to drink. So that's so so good to hear Phil. And it's because of Oma gang. Yeah. Oma gang gang changed you, my man. Yeah. Fund us. Oma gang. We're right here. We're right here. We we don't even have to pretend. We're not pretending. Give us free Game of Thrones beer. Okay, let's continue. Mascot? Okay, so like, if you thought we are pretending, we're from Boston. You're from upstate New York. We're not supposed oh. to like you. <laughs> so, so anyway, so she, we, if Glenn, they bring fi- us together in peace. Glenn finds <gasps> cans of food. And it's a whole big setup. He asks. He starts yelling to her and asking, "You could answer me." She's like, "No." He, she, she says, "She says there's another thing of water there. You can take it." And he goes into asking her what happened in Alexandria. He heard the guns. Was it, you know. Was it the, the one of the the herd that got separated? What happened? And she says ultimately the same thing that as always: people died. 
Glenn asks if it was the walkers or if it was people, and she says, people, and you should go. And he, he presses her about Maggie, is she okay? Ina doesn't answer. I don't know why the is Maggie okay thing was the point that made her run. Is Maggie okay? Is Maggie? she wanted him to follow her. Good, good point. Very good point. Passive-aggressive teenager. That's, That's the their answer. language. Really, if I say no, she's not, he's out of here. Or yes, she is. That's actually a good... He's out of there. That, that's a good point, actually. Uh, Gangles, so, it's bait. It's perfect bait for Glenn. Let's play another quick voicemail here. I actually think he was trying to get to that car. I just think it was a, it was a dumb plan. But, yeah, I think he was doing what he said he was trying to do. Because if he wasn't, I think he could have gotten out an easier way. There were, like, clearings. And I don't know what's wrong with the uh, voicemail playing back. Mm -hmm. it's, it's cutting out every few seconds. I'm, like, afraid to mess with it for the whole computer system. <laughs> Everything's everything is auto. Tick, 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 tick. So sorry. I mean, this, is the, this is the coward guy that couldn't go back into the town after... Uh... When it when the shit started going down, he was like, I, "I'm not going in there." Mm. Pickle dick, <laughs> you know the, the guy that stole the crackers after trying to tell mm. telling people not to steal anything. Spencer. So I don't know. Yeah, he only does things that ultimately benefit himself. Yeah, absolutely. He he, and, and ultimately he's come to that point where some people where I'm surprised we don't see more of this. <clears> but <throat> I, but in our group we haven't seen too many people like this that just accept that everything's gone to hell and we're all gonna di we're all gonna yeah. die. So it doesn't really matter what I do at this point. Some yeah. some people kind of get like that when they feel that. There's so many movies or different shows or when people think that they have X amount of time to live and then they do they'll just do anything. They'll be like, fuck everybody. Yep. Uh, Joe versus the volcano is a perfect example of that. <laughs> you, you have a brain cloud. You have a brain. What? I got to wonder why, like. There's still an armory at this point, too. Why everyone's just not armed. It, we yeah. we, we kind of hinted that later, Joe, when we get to Rick's conversation with who is it that he's having it with about uh, uh, is it Maggie? I th where he's like, oh yeah, there's still not a time. We need time to take a breath. We need time. There hasn't been time to load up all these people. I think Rick's trying to do whatever he can not to give these people weapons because he doesn't look that any of them can do anything. No, it was a very interesting look in his face when he realizes that. Tobin's not useless. I like it's just an interesting discovery look. He when the, when Tobin comes over to help him out, and he's like, "Holy shit, you're not useless." He just gives him yeah. a look like, "Hmm, <laughs> what are you saying? These Alexandrians could be useful for something." <laughs> Rather there than having potential in there, except for sticking my penis in one <laughs> and nothing else. You know, they, any other uses for these people? They can hammer a nail. That's for sure. Oh, it was Rick and Michonne. It was Rick and Michonne. Thank you, Bill. So, so okay, so let's continue on the recap here. Glenn asks if it was the walkers and those people, and she said she should go. Enid books it when he starts asking about Maggie. And maybe, again, as Katie was saying or, or say, hinting at, that he, she, said, she left with the Maggie thing knowing that he would push that and that would be eventually what he would come after her and that would give her a chance to go in the opposite direction, kind of like, you know, get him upstairs while she jumped downstairs, which she ultimately yeah. does. He yells her name a few times, and Ina goes outside, and he sees her running away. He's on the top of the building. She's on the bottom. She's down the stairs. He chases after her, yelling her name, and 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 I wrote, "Quiet, dude! Come on!" The, yeah. I, I know. I know. Magically, these walkers just disappeared, but still. Shh. And he goes in the direction after her, and that is our opening credits. 
So then we go back in Alexandria, and Rick is walking the wall, and we hear the sounds of the walkers outside the wall, uh, at, and kind of pushing on there. But it seems pretty quiet as Morgan approaches him, or he approaches Morgan, who's doing his kata. And... I, I kind of, again, love how Rick is dealing with Morgan in this episode. Rick just has such little regard, I don't know, I, for sh social graces. I was, I'm not going to say he has little regard for the way Morgan thinks about things. I think if any other person thought the way or did the things that Morgan did, They'd Rick would be out. They'd be dead. out. And uh, they, they'd be out on their ass quicker than he kicked Carol out for sh tr showing kids yes. how to point guns. He would just be like, Morgan's not working. <clears throat> Get the fuck out. But there's some part of Rick's humanity that's attached to Morgan. And he feels mm -hmm. like he has to listen. It's, it's and but, he's, but Morgan's fight. pissing me off. Sorry, Katie. he can fight. He is a skilled fighter. Mm. So in that, he has value. He do you just know doesn't do the finishing finishing blow and he doesn't even yeah. go as far as he needs to go and katie just to go on that point i think morgan and i like that when we get to in this part in the episode that morgan says you know this peace thing that's not killing people thing i'm not quite sure about it mm. and that's the one moment where he starts not to annoy me because yes because he's because when he actually <laughs> admits when rick's like Rick doesn't have a knee-jerk response to it. Rick's mm -hmm. response is, do you really think you can live in this world like that? And Morgan's yeah. like, I don't know. I, don't I honestly know. I don't know. Say, but there's only one way to find out. What was that? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going it. to end up with him dead at the end of the season. That's what it's going to end up in. Well, it's just not a good policy if you want to be part of a community or like have a family or something. Because then you're not the only person that the people that you let go are coming after. Yeah, that 100% agree like with you. Like, if there. you want to do that, awesome. But you got to be a loner. Yeah, I'm a loner. I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. <laughs> I'm a loner, Dottie. Okay, so back in Alexandria, Alex is out. He's walking. He's. The, he goes up to Morgan and basically just gets in Morgan's face. You know, we got to talk later. <laughs> you and me, you're coming to the principal's office later and talking. Yeah, right? and you're you're going to have to sit. Ooh, you're in uh -oh. trouble. And Morgan, or as Nelson would say. <laughs> and Morgan just gives a look like, I know this. I knew this was coming and I'm going to be in trouble real soon. <laughs> Rick's okay, principal. I'm sorry. Nine times, Morgan. Nine wolves. Nine absences. Bill says, yeah, Morgan, if you want to be a pacifist, go back to that cabin and be a hermit. Yeah, mm -hmm. Exactly. That's the, the only, only way, way you can works. do it. You can't live amongst people now because I'm sorry. If, you, if, if I'm sitting there watching someone get attacked and I'm, I, like, fighting or whatever and I look over and – you merely subdue someone and they get up and they kill someone else. I mean, that's just, no, like you essentially killed them at that point. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and ab absolutely. Uh, one of our, our callers said uh, something in the, in the message that Morgan is not someone you should cast out because he is useful and he has skills as a fighter. He's not someone he you should just it, yeah. immediately push out. Mm -hmm. Let's see. He let's see. Someone calling us an idiot. Here we go. Kicked out, but deserves to be kicked out way before Morgan does. Absolutely. I mean, Morgan has usefulness, and then he can fight and handle himself. So, 
people hate mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. is the only other person there that wasn't with the original group that I would trust in a, like... In a well, I'm not saying you, you kept Morgan out at all. Some are just like... Uh, you guys are all kind of useless except for the main, for our main group. All right, later. Yeah, no. <laughs> absolutely. And and that and that's a very good point that Rick is like looking at. It's funny I read that message and I thought he was calling us all kinds of useless. I'm like, "Wait a second." <laughs> what? No, no, he's going to he's useful. definitely he's definitely going to um and, and that's true. It, them going there, they weren't just being auditioned by Alexandrians to stay. Like as far as I'm concerned, they should have been auditioning Alexandrians for them to yeah. for for us to grace you with our staying. Mm-hmm. And after a day or two, you realize that this is not a safe community, and I'm not sure it's an even trade. You know, uh, these walls that are put up backwards. This, you know, some of the food and supplies and stuff <clears throat> for all of the bad that's going to come along with it because these people are going to get you. Most likely, they're going to get you killed. And that's what Rick's kind of saying to Tara. You know, if we keep putting ourselves out there to try to save these people, they're going to kill us all. So maybe we don't have to kill them to save their lives. Maybe we just leave them get to save us. Killed. And just on the other side of it, Brohawk Riley says, just because you can fight should not mean you're exempt from the rules. Right. And that True. book, and that book, True. you know, that uh, that he's looking at, that that uh, he found with with Cheese Man. It said, tr- "Well, East ultimately, Man. well, yeah. it, it still said try. Well, try never to yeah. ever ever kill. Not but it absolute. still used the word try. <laughs> like it doesn't mean you don't. It means you do absolutely everything you can, and your absolute best not to. But if you have to, you do it and realize that as you're doing it, you're it's still precious life. Sure." All life is precious. Be sad that you had to snuff out a freaking life. But hey, be happy that you're going to save lives in doing it. That you're going to save your own life in doing it. And you can still honor that life by giving it a merciful death. Absolutely. Critch says, Morgan is useful. Just make uh, the rule that he can take prisoners and give them a carol for instructions on cookie making. I like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> the art of peace. Corey Mitchell says they should kick Eugene, Gabriel, and several other characters out who are far more liable uh, liable than Morgan. At least he can subdue the bad guys. And that was a handwritten note in the front of the art of peace. I don't know if the art of peace is specifically a book of uh, of of uh, Aikido or if it's a book separate that he was using in conjunction with his Aikido and, and meditation and things like that. But it was definitely suggested a, reading. Yeah. A handwritten uh, excerpt in the front of that book or in the back of that book. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. so, okay. So we come back in and uh, Rick finds the leaking blood after he tells Morgan they had, they need to talk later. You and me need to have, excuse me, need to have a conversation later, young man. Rick finds the leaking blood on the gate, the little, uh, the drippy drips coming through. And, and, and then he spots, oh 
God, I feel so horrible saying this because I'm such a pig. We, he sees Maggie, who just looks so fucking amazing in this episode she tonight. Did. Did, yeah, she was she glowing, especially in that scene. In this scene coming up with Rick, with her and Rick talking, like just when when she gets the smile on her face when Rick's looking, I'm just I'm like I'm hearing like the sound I'm like Oh my goodness, I love you, Maggie. I just get. <laughs> Yeah, she that's, can pull that's off creepy. a greasy, dirty hair look. That's creepy, Phil. She must have done well in the grunge Don't days. say it in that voice. I, 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 I turn into Christopher Lloyd at the end of, uh, and, and my eyes looked just like this! <laughs> he was freaky. He was freaky. And uh, oh, who he... framed Roger Rabbit if, uh, for, for, for silly reference purposes. Okay, so... Good movie. So Rick finds the leaking blood on the gate, and... Uh, <laughs> Bill says, yes, Carol should be in charge of rehabilitating prisoners. Yeah, day one is arts and crafts. Day cook to his cooking <laughs> lesson. Day three is a local visit to a local garden to look at some look pretty, at flowers. pretty flowers. And welcome to the show, buddy. How's it going? Hey, I just thought about something. Now that Glenn's alive and that's not a tragedy anymore, does anyone else think that Maggie or the baby will die as some other tragedy to come along for the Walking um, Dead? Like, um, can, the- can I just oh, say? Oh, sorry, this? sorry, dude. I got we got disconnected. But but uh, but Joe, answer his question. Yeah. Uh, so Carol brings the baby into Porch Dick's house, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, Porch Dick wife, Jesse. Porch Dick messed up son, Mrs. who's upstairs. And says the kid says, "How do if you kill people, do you come up, become a monster?" And she's like, "What? I can't hear you. Well, do I become a monster if I don't kill people?" And she's like, "You become a monster if you don't kill, kid." Now here, watch my little baby. Yeah, yeah and wasn't it funny? I, I was going to talk about kill that baby. Oh, kill Judith. I hope Porch Dick Kid kills Judith. Or what, and the fuck, other one tries to kill. Fuck that show. I was going to wait to talk about this, but since you brought it up, what the fuck? She can't hear what Carol's yelling at her kid from the other room. She yells at, she can't hear her telling her kid, talking about shooting somebody. Come on. Don't don't talk to my kid like that. Get the fuck out of my house. She's yelling so the kid can hear her upstairs. But not in the other room. Not Not in the other room. I mean, whatever. Uh, But I think, to answer your question, caller, what I ultimately think is going to happen is I think you saw the setup for what that tragedy is. It has to do with shithead, uh, porch, dickless, uh, dick pickle, or whatever we're calling him in the chat. Uh, him and that gun. That is our tragedy for the end of this half a season, whatever he ends up doing with that with that gun. Oh, I hope I hope yeah. uh, Porch Dick Jr. Jr. kills Porch Dick Jr. Ooh. <laughs> That's a good to save Ooh. to save like Judith or Carl or something. Oh, we got Woo! we got Adam. Haven't seen the episode yet, but wanted to drop a line from Australia. Well, thank you, Adam. Awesome. Australia. Porch wow. Porch Dicklet is what we're going with. Porch Dicklet. Porch Dicklet. Wait for which kid? For which kid? Porch Dicklet is the young one, and Porch Dick Junior no, no, no. is the older one. Cookie bitch. I, I like I like cookie, cookie bitch. I like cookie, cookie bitch. Cookie. I like Tim's. Youngest? Yeah, yes. I like Tim's cookie, cookie, cookie bitch. Is the youngest. I like Tim's uh, cookie, cookie bitch. Dick? Cookie, cookie dick cookie dick that that's that actually works too that works better because of the dick motif because <laughs> yes. the whole because the whole dick motif we got going on here <laughs> okay so so then Full we dicks. It's a, Woo! i don't give a bag of dicks about that okay so we see <laughs> <laughs> wait how big is this bag it's a big bag of dicks so oh, it's a very a big dicks. <laughs> <laughs> So then we see uh, a satchel size sack or uh, over the shoulder sack. 
<laughs> it's a tote. A tote. Oh. A tote bag. Oh, it's so All right, enough dicks. Okay. So we see, so speaking of speaking of a similar subject, we saw Maggie and I was very happy. And we see Maggie and she set and Rick yells up to her, You don't need to be up there so much and she says, I wanna be up here to see if there's a signal. This is the direction that the signal will be coming from. Rick says, uh, listen, we don't necessarily need to it need to worry too much. Our people, Glenn, Daryl, Abraham, Sasha, they'll be back. They've been through worse than this. Mm -hmm. And Maggie's trying to believe it, but then Rick says, uh, but we don't need to wait for them to get back. We should kind of, we've got enough food. We've got enough time. We've got walls that are actually holding up. We've, we need to, we need to really make the proper plan to lead these walkers away. We got to take our time, clear out some walkers, figure a way to make a path and get the path clear for whenever they get back to come back into Alexandria. So Maggie constructive, not, yeah, not just sit there and wait. Exactly. You know, there's a Dick's hamburgers in Spokane and Seattle says Tim. Why haven't they like gotten the brooms out, fashioned the ends as spikes and started doing this? <laughs> Go Dick chat. I used to be in a band called Frightening Dick Theater. Uh, mm. Bill says gym bag of dicks. Okay, enough of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Maggie's duffel bag. Jerry uh, duffel bag. Yeah. Oh. If any uh, wrestling fans, Jake the Snake Roberts puts his bag of dicks, puts yeah. Damien in his bag of dicks. Okay, so Maggie just so my god so pretty is uh is saying i just saw judith she's starting to look like eh, 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 eh. Oh, laurie and i was just i couldn't help but write my notes i want and that's, and that's great it's great because uh, yes katie jo- because joe jumped on what's it. his what's his name there logan he's talking to rick and he says you know it it when when we first met you you were scary your beard all scruffy <laughs> and we didn't, and you and you looked like you weren't even looking at us. Like you, you could see things we couldn't see. Things around the corners. Turns out you did. And then there's Maggie. Your daughter looks just like Laurie. Remember him seeing shit. Him seeing Laurie around the corners. <laughs> things that weren't actually there. It was a nice like uh, just to Connect. just for you to remember yeah. that Rick was having hallucinations. We haven't seen him have them in the long in a ex- long time. Ex- yeah, yeah. The, He's been broken. Point. That's a good point. So we got we got our lovely our lovely awesome Lori reference of the night, and it was it was it was interesting. Nah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Lewis Ray, awesome big bag of dicks. Then it's not your bag, Phil. <laughs> dun, dun. Oh, good one. I like that. That was a good one. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so Maggie, just my God, so pretty. She's up there. Judith is starting to look a little bit like Lori, and uh, it makes uh. it makes her happy. And uh, Rick says, "Me too." It makes me happy too. Do you think it really yeah, makes him happy? Because the more the more she looks like Lori and not Shane, the better. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no scientific proof of that, but uh, but yes. <laughs> so. So then we go back off to, and do you think do you think it really does make Rick happy, or do you think Lori's a, a horrible memory doesn't want? And I don't mean as a person; I just mean the way she died and the fact that I don't know. It just must be a hard situation for Rick because yeah, of the fact of he's of, got a constant reminder of Lori and Carl. I know, no but I'm how just, much he doesn't look like her to us. As I'm not viewers. talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that after. 
first of all, he talked. You mentioned this a second ago. Lori, he talks. No, he, that he talked to Lori in the ghost Lori, mm. and also the fact that Judith was born and that killed Lori essentially. That she she died during childbirth, and that's also interesting to talk about that from the end of Maggie talking about Judith and all this talk about Lori and the fact that Maggie was with Lori when she gave birth and died. So there's there's this whole big connection with the fact and, that and Carl was too. Carl was as well. And yeah. Carl's the one that killed Lori. Exactly. But I'm just saying, down, so. it's just it's just a scary, interesting dynamic that's forming yeah. that Maggie's yeah. been there and she's the one that's pregnant. And it's just a very, mm. di- it's just a. What? You missed yeah. that last week? Maggie's pregnant, dude. Oh, right, 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 right. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Baby Glenn. <laughs> Where's Maury Povich when you need him, says Bill. I, I thought I. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> Somewhere. I bet it's Abraham's. He's everywhere. For a second there, Joe, I was like, "Did you?" Re- I was like, "Did you miss that last week or a couple weeks <laughs> no, ago?" I, I didn't miss it. I, I just I spaced on it. I remember it now. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's looking so. It wonderful. was like the it was like the littlest part of the episode. It was like, okay, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, and oh, and by the way, Maggie's pregnant. So, okay, so we go back off to Glenn doing his thing looking for Enid, and he finds a walker at a fence, and he knives it to the side of the head. No, oh, it's the dude they had been with. The, right, the dude that handed uh, the note, that wanted to hand the note to Michonne, but Michonne wouldn't take the note because, which is, I think this was cool that they had it come back, that, uh, yeah. I forget the guy's name, but uh, but he finds the note, and the guy wanted to give to Michonne to give to the guy's wife, and he picks it yeah. up. Yeah. So really good toilet paper, by the way. Yeah, yeah. holds up. It doesn't rain down paper. there. It must not. <laughs> it must not it rain down there at all, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. Holds up to blood and guts too. <laughs> uh oh, Andrea versus Lori hate Joe. Go. Oh. Show show versus. Uh, I, I'm. Joe's, you broke Joe. You broke <laughs> Joe. Corey Mitchell, you you, oh, no. you broke Joe. He was, Too many rants were coming out at one time. You don't do that to poor Joe. Oh. His head hurt. <laughs> it's okay. Just breathe. Just breathe. I, I, I didn't know who to start with. Like, who do, who do you <laughs> – <laughs> who do you hate more? Who do you start with? Oh, Who is more like pathetic on the yeah, show? Yeah, th- guys, oh we God. have to do this. We have to wrap this up in some sort of fashion. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Bill says, according to IMDb, that guy's name was Alexandrian Redshirt, number 346. Oh. Oh, good. Sense. God, I, I thought he was 345, but now that you mentioned that, he does. He does. I could see it on his, uh, on his, uh, yeah, that yeah. Number, yeah. number on the back of his shirt. So uh, day late says, uh, what was Glenn after the show's message during the commercial break? Yeah, that was the that was the big uh, the thing I wanted to talk about earlier when uh, Champions was calling. Did anyone watch the Into the Badlands to the commercial break mm-hmm. and see what his message was? And from what we heard, I didn't hear it specifically, but I think it was that people were saying that it was basically a thank you, and yeah. he got a little teary eyed about people's reaction for the for the characters. Basically, AMC executives marched him out there and <clears> sat <throat> him in that chair and forced him to do it. <laughs> you you yeah. talk to the people, Glad. Now you have to go on the Talking Dead. You have to do everything. It felt almost like an apology without actually apologizing. <laughs> like, sorry we put you through this. Yeah. Thanks for loving me so much to stick around. Sorry, our bad. <laughs> Please look the other way. Do not oh. know. 22nd, thank you. That looked somewhat forced. Send <laughs> Mandela Gaming. Mm, yeah, he looked a little pained. Uh, first time they did that, we fucked up. Here is Glenn, says Brohawk Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, our bad. And I, you got. Glenn, they like you. Yeah. Go talk to them. 
We we need it. They they people really did riot. So they had to bring. So, <laughs> so yeah, we, I'm sorry, Maggie. Mag, yeah. So here we go. What what happened? Yeah, I was, still I was, broken. Yeah. Joe's still broken. Joe's a little broken in the corner over there. So let's jump into the into the email. We got a text message from the text message from the email. Uh, awesome show, guys. Love it. Thank you so much. Also, uh, how do you feel in general about Glenn coming back? Do you think this is kind of cheap? Do I think it's kind of cheap? It's a really hard thing. Insulting. It no. Okay, this is where I come with it. I think I already had my emotional break in it because, mm. like, right when it happened, even the people that were oh he's dead about about that. <laughs> I think most of us in the chat, most of us here, we all kind of admitted that Glenn's probably alive. Yeah. And I sort of ranted about it and got angry about it in the moment. Right now, it was more just as I'm watching it happen, going, "Yep, uh huh, yep, oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah." We all knew, yeah, yeah. That was sort of my reaction for it. So, do I think it was cheap? I think it's a weird thing. At the time, my immediate emotional reaction when he when I saw him die was, if they do this, I'm gonna feel like it's cheap. Seeing it, yeah. The, my fan, my being a fan of television, a fan of being someone that's usually positive about something, and regardless of how we treated Fear the Walking Dead or some other stuff over the summer that I want to talk about in a second, to uh, bastard executioners canceled, and I want to say thank you to us for doing it. But but we'll talk about that. I want to do a separate video. Joe and I will do on that later uh, because Kurt Sutter put out that put out a. Uh, put out a, like a, a public post to people about it like oh no he's he's like now you can get started on his oh uh, whatever yeah i, I don't want to get down that yeah. road so so uh we'll save it we'll save it but i'm an optimistic person so when i'm seeing it in the moment i start like exp- i'm like oh, okay i'm gonna say this is okay mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. it's okay oh look at that it's fine but my immediate reaction like when he died i came out here and i said if he's alive, I'm going to be pissed off, even though I like the character. So yep. I have to go with that. I have to go with what my immediate reaction. Right now, I'm thinking. I knew it the whole time. So yeah. I was kind of just like. I you knew know, it too. I just wanted to believe that they had the balls to kill him. I was just they, glad I think that they, they got it over with. I think they do. but and, and that's why I say this was insulting. Because anybody who watches television in the last 30 years or has watched like a good series finale or anything like that knew that they had, that he wasn't dead. Like yeah. in their heart of hearts, everybody out there, like you were saying, Phil, who was like, "Oh, he's dead. He's as good as dead." Look, he was screaming, like, and watched it actually again, and saw where the blood and guts were coming from, and everything, and how he actually landed, and how they set up the final shot with him. Knew he was not going to die. Yeah, you just everybody knew it. Knew it. Once you watched the second time, and everyone, one person that you read somewhere said, "Oh, the dumpster." You start looking at it again. You're like, "Oh." Okay, he's yeah, to- so everybody he's knows. totally alive. You and again with the Chris Hardwick with the gun to his back. So say you don't know. Oh yes, yep. we'll find out about Glenn. What do you mean find out about Glenn? Glenn's dead. You said Glenn's dead. I mean they're showing him. They're not putting him in the credits. Glenn Glenn has been dead. What do you mean we're gonna find out what happened to Glenn? Like yeah. like okay. I mean just stop. It's just all of that that I think was slightly a cheapo just to get. And I think, and I, some people have argued this, and I, and I agree with it to a certain extent. I think it mildly, more than mildly, backfired on them, and yeah. pe- and yeah, some other things that they wanted people to focus on. These last couple episodes in between got graded harsher because they didn't do this episode right mm-hmm. afterwards, or like that flash into it. If they had just been like a one week wait, but they made you wait a couple weeks of this yeah. bullshit. Yep. They they didn't have to make us wait that long for this. They, they could have put this in the beginning of the Morgan episode. Just I, this. Just I, this. No, I wish they had done, maybe they did the Morgan episode, okay, and then came in with this, or even came in with this, 
Because you can leave the cliffhanger of the church falling. Yeah. The tower. The yeah. tower falling that for for a few weeks and get back to that yeah. for the finale episode. Like let's and 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 do these kind of fill-in episodes like you were doing. You didn't have to make us wait for Glenn so long because everybody knew he was fucking alive. So that was it felt cheap. It felt like you were trying to make people watch every week to see if they would finally get it. Right. And right. It, it, it felt dirty to me. It really did. Like I felt like, like you used a gimmick, cheap TV trope, and what is supposed to be a show that is above now, that. Now, and Joe, all saw it coming. Now, Joe, show me, with. show me on the crow where the show touched you. <laughs> no, I, I, don't know if I, I feel the crow dirty. <laughs> okay, guys, I just want to jump in the chat really quick. Mandela Gaming says they leaked the idea of him going under the dumpster, and they hyped it up for three episodes that weren't so action packed. So keep us going and hoping he'd show up every week. Do chron- oh, uh, that's about bastard executioner. Timo says my husband and I had a bet on whether Glenn was alive. He swore he was dead, just like he swears Jon Snow is dead. He knows nothing. <laughs> Katie, Katie says Phil, I think they do have the balls to kill him, but they also have balls to make us wait for they also have the balls mm-hmm. to make us wait four episodes to see he's dead or not absolutely balls. Re- the balls and yes uh, he'll wish he was back under that dumpster and i know exactly what you mean al but we'll talk about that as al and brohawk are having a little conversation in the chat right now mandela also says there's no way they didn't know seeing that even on the talking that they said they didn't know if he was yeah ex- 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 fucking exactly it's just Tara Chan says maybe this whole thing was a learning experience. Hopefully they learn from their mistakes. Uh, so the mm. ch- church brought down the wall. Gabriel will be so proud. Oh, damn it, Gabriel. <laughs> Always fucking things I was, up. I was thinking about that. I like that. We're coming up on the scene. Yeah, we're too, com- it's the next scene we're going to talk about. And uh, and yeah, so so it is. I agree with what Tara Chan was saying 100%. And I think the show, that's why you have Steve Stephen Yen coming back out there. And you had uh, Scott Gimple, I believe, say in the uh, <clears throat> say to a reporter. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, you will get an answer about Glenn before the mid-season pr- finale. Just to kind of pat people on the back and tell them, it's coming, don't worry. So they, I think they learned from their mistakes here, and they're not going to do something this obviously cheap again. I, I At least I would doubt if they do something this obviously cheap. Because <clears throat> this is. This just stinks. It, it was. It was it very stinks. cheap. It's dirty. It's fucking dirty. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so... Let's get to our buddy, Father Gabriel. And Father Gabriel is trying to put together a prayer circle, which is, you know. Today at one by the solar panels. By the solar panels. And walking down the street are the cool alpha betas. And uh, Skull, <laughs> skull Neck's yeah. trying to put up the sign for the chess club. And Ogre, he's, he's Ogre comes along, over. Yeah. Yeah. Ogre comes over and goes, nerd, nerd. And he grabs the side. Uh, and I love, I'm sorry, I cracked up this so hard. Rick just grabs the paper. <laughs> walks by doesn't even stop just gives ge- gives he grabs a, both the papers both the yep. papers gives Pulls gabriel a look down. like he doesn't exist crumples yep. up the paper and tosses it and i love carl in this scene that's just like dad <laughs> dad what are you doing like the old yeah. what the fuck pop oh gabriel does something important he turns around he walks back and he puts up another one yep mm-hmm. yep you know thank you hit me again is basically what gabriel says yeah. ultimately here mm-hmm. turn the other cheek i fucking loved yep. it I'm a bully in that scene. Fuck Father Gabriel says Timo. Very clear. Fuck Father Gabriel. Fuck him. Oh gosh. I, I it's hard because okay, there's two things. And someone uh I, I believe uh Champions was saying this when she called. It 
Okay, this, it, with Gabriel, it's tough because the actor, Seth Gilli- Gilliam, I think is his name, he's just such an excellent actor. And he mm-hmm. put, and he, I loved him on The Wire. I didn't like him as much on Oz, but he's still good. I just didn't like his character on Oz. He has an ele- there's an element of Gabriel that I hate him so much, but because the actor just has this way of just making him seem so pathetic, it's like looking at like watching Pitbulls and Paroles and watching one of the beaten dogs that are just like she finds on the side of the road and you're just like, oh my god. But like, fuck this guy. This guy is really a horrible person. And when you stop to really stop and think about what he's done as soon as a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, trying to throw all the people of the right Rick's the crew bus. right yeah. under the bus to Deanna, you're like, I'm like, what the fuck am I thinking? This guy is scum shit. And Rick knows it and Rick's calling him on his bullshit and Carl shut up shut the fuck up Carl this guy deserves to be treated like this this guy's a piece of shit not just for what he did when the shit initially went down because you can almost I I wouldn't necessarily forgive it but you can almost if someone's going to repent and change after the world you know when the world initially goes to shit your initial reaction in those moments you can almost forgive it people for temporary insanity in those moments but as we talked about before in this world you're sort of in this in this landing point where you become who you are or whatever and he became a shit fuck is what so he became. Had, do you you, th- you don't think he redeemed a little bit of himself when he tried to defend w- against the wolves that came into town? Yeah, a lot of when he was when he was uh, sacrificed himself to some wolves. F- when he be, when he was like, yeah, he tried, but he's fucking useless. Well, then he went to Carl and he said, "I want to learn." Mm-hmm. And yep. Carl Carl said, "We'll okay. start with the machete." Remember? Okay. And then and then that's when the shit broke out. So he hasn't learned anything don't yet. Don't you think it takes? I just a lot- don't think there's ever a good reason to act like a bully because then you're the asshole. Yeah. Let the other person be the asshole. Decide who you want to be, and hopefully, it's not an asshole too. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't retain the the high moral ground by acting immorally. Right, but you also regardless of who it is you're acting towards. You don't want this guy point. getting any any leverage in in the people with his you know bullshit. Yeah, dog and I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're Your own son is looking at you saying, "Dude, you're a jerk." <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying, Kaylee. I just think sometimes some people deserve to be treated like a jerk, and I think this guy ne- needs to get a little bit of Rick eyeball. You know, we always talk about the Mel eyeball. He, I think he just needs a little bit of Rick up his ass. To, Rick beard. And I think Rick's the type of person that has – Rick will haze you for a while in this, in this way, but I think eventually if he saw that Gabriel was doing something useful or if enough people talked to him like he's really changed, I think Rick would open up to him. I think it's, too, it's just too fresh in Rick right now hearing all that information sure. from Deanna. So he's he's just very angry at, at and he hasn't seen he didn't see him try to defend he didn't he just looks at him as a opportunistic cockroach and sure it, it, see he doesn't have to go hugging him every sometimes day. you need to step on those cockroaches that's all I'm saying so you're like the crow's oh. the crow's about to peck my eyeballs out Terry Chan says off topic but I want to see a zombie fetus what <laughs> like Maggie has a miscarriage oh, the baby then, you, then you need then you need to watch uh you're watching the wrong show that's on Z Nation oh my mm. gosh Corey, uh, yes yes it is Corey says uh what's Corey says and that's why we hate Morgan he saved Gabriel <laughs> Oh, Enid generally pisses me off. Someone says, so it's then we got one more. We got a uh, voicemail. Let's play it. I just wanted to say, I think Tara tried to save um, whoever that dude is. The Spencer, uh, you know, the leader, the former leader of uh, Alex. 
fuck this. Why is this do happening? Let's try this again. I just want to say, I think Tara tried to save um, whoever that dude is, the, uh, you know, the leader, the former leader of uh, Alexandria's son, just because Glenn saved um, her. And at the time, she didn't really think she deserved it. Yeah, that's a good point. So she's trying mm-hmm. to pay it forward by doing it for someone else. That's a good point because she has that. She's ingrown has ingrown into her the feeling that she was once with the governor, and everyone in this group has forgiven her. So she needs to give. She needs to. She she it's it it's a little bit more explainable. Tara being this accepting, considering how she got into that group. I I see what you're saying. Well, I think, I mean, like she said, it's not about who you're saving. It's about the kind of person you are, and they're a part of your community. Right, the last person Glenn tried Period. to save shot his brains out and almost got him killed, and yet he's still sitting there trying to drag Enid back to the town to save because her, Because he's decided to be a good Tara. person. Save, yes. He's a saver. Then uh, you can be okay with dying. Fuck. <laughs> I am okay with dying if it is in the process of being a good crow. Mandela Gaming says Mandela Gaming says the actress playing Tara was noticeably pregnant in this episode. Yeah, you could definitely notice that she was super pregnant. And so off so we go off the Mega pregnant. So Gabriel goes up and Gabriel goes up and hangs another sign. So we go off to Rick and Carl teaching Sam how to shoot. And he's holding the gun, trying to look like a douche, and he is. <clears throat> and Carl is trying to help him in this moment, but he's just giving Carl all this, like, fuck you, dude, I'm going to totally shoot you. And Carl Carl says, you will be scared. You, you think you're going to be scared, you will be scared. Rick shows him, and he says, he says, don't miss or you're dead. And every time, every time Carl opens his mouth, Porch Dick Jr. gives him this, like, thousand yards stare i can't wait to shoot you in the face yeah, first and take your and take your daddy yeah at this point i i mean i i don't think he's on i want to kill rick because he killed my father i think it's fuck you i think it's all transferred onto carl for whatever reason because of the enid thing or probably because of a couple other issues uh vote or yeah. it, and I think, well, and that would would that's what would really hurt. You Rick. take, yeah, you take my father from me. I'll take your son from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, killing Rick would he be took, satisfying. He but, took uh, Enid from me too. So <laughs> Bill says I could almost smell the stink eye through my television tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh yeah, and Brohawk Riley, we'll get to that. But Abraham's ex Rosita is just so fucking hot. Let me just say that. I need to say that. <laughs> And it's yeah, it's hard not to say that. And and we were talking about that a lot last week. With, I'm on Team Rosita. I'm yeah, after tonight. You're on you're on uh, Team Private Pile. She's treating Eugene like oh, we're, we'll get to that. We're not quite there yet. She's a good drill instructor. She is a good drill instructor. So uh, so Rick shows him, don't miss your dad. And Sam Sam asks him if he can try, if he can shoot some walkers or do some stuff, and and he tells him to keep the gun and. And Rick says, "No, no, 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 no. You're good. We don't want to. We don't want to shoot the walkers, gang them up in one location because that could be dangerous." And then the kid continues, "Well, well, well. Can I? Can I? Can I go in the town and shoot some shoot some dummies in the town and like target practice? And we can get a we can get a uh, silencer." And then Rick just gives him this look. This like Rick sees right through him. He just gives him this fucking look. I don't think he thinks he's gonna kill Carl, but he yeah. just—he just, I think he thinks he's not ready and just all that sort of shit. So he—he's looking at him and just gives him this fucking look, and the kid go, finally breaks down. Like Rick doesn't even have to say anything, and he goes, "Oh, okay, maybe that's a waste of bullets." And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. 
And then, of, uh, and then, of course, we see the kid giving Rick, I mean, giving Carl at, at what uh, the aforementioned, uh, what Bill was talking about, the stinkiest eye ever as they walk out of there as he gives Carl this, I am going to kill you, my friend. He gives him the stink the eye many eye. times. Many, many times. times. Many yeah, times. he's not very discreet. He kind of wears what he's thinking on his face. Yep. Timo says, God, I hate that kid, Ron. Oh, my God, I want all those kids to die. He should not be the future of our of this human race. Uh, Katie asks, did Rick say something about aim for the head or the eye? I believe he said something like that. No, no, he said, he said when, you're gonna want, when you pull out the gun, you're going to want to shoot it once it's in front of you. And when yeah. you do that, you're going to be shooting it down low. You're going to miss. You're going to miss because you're not aiming. You're going to miss because you're not going to shoot it in the head. And you're going to die. And you're going to die. So you want to make sure you wait that extra second and bring it all the way up to your head, to your, to eye. your eye level, and then you want to take aim and shoot. Don't shoot, Joe. <laughs> Don't shoot, Joe. So now we go over to Morgan, and I wrote at this point, I love the pacing of this episode. I do like when The Walking Dead focuses on one storyline, but I really like how we're dealing with a lot more of our main characters in this episode. Uh, mm. A lot of focus on Glenn, bouncing from Glenn to Rick to Carol. We finally saw fucking Carol again, and it reminds me how much I fucking love having Carol on my it was screen. A nice yes. montage, a nice collage she's of character. Carol is beautiful. I just, and I love, can, she's so awesome on the show. Yeah, go, Joe. I just want to say one more thing about yeah, that go. little scene when, when he does pick it up and he puts it to his, uh, to his eye and he and he's aiming and rick doesn't say this to the kid yes and rick doesn't say this to him but i'm sure anybody out there who has ever shot a gun was probably thinking this to themselves he had one eye closed and one eye open a that's wrong b the eye that he had open was the eye not down the gun but the eye across the the opposite eye eye. so when you do see that target you're looking (laughs) sideways at it and now your aim is off automatically again. Rick didn't correct him on this. I know he was kind of behind him, but that's yeah, kind of one of the first things of, you want to say, too, yeah. is both eyes open. Don't close one eye. I think, yeah, Rick is kind of feeling him out with doing this. He's not necessarily being diligent about the yeah, lessons. some people won't get some people won't get the reference. Some people will. It's the it's he's at the slap the water stage of training. He's yeah. not he's not at, to the point where he's actually even considering that he's giving this kid live ammo. So if he's messing up some of the, just get the gun in his hand, let him feel what it's like to squeeze the trigger. So Rick's mm-hmm. probably taking this baby like total baby steps. So absolutely, yeah. So and, and, and I, I know I what you're saying. I know what you're saying, that Joe. That that's like dad. first lesson. Yeah, it's still the guy that killed his like, dad. Rick too. has to be aware of that. Exactly, Always. and and like I, I, it just made me think. I'm wondering if if that's also you know something he's thinking on mm. you know on purpose. He's not telling him that much. Al says you are right, Joe. They instruct right at the beginning, both eyes open. Joe is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carol Al Ghoul. Yeah, I like that for for a little nickname for Ooh. Carol. <laughs> Carol Al Ghoul just shows up and she's getting it. She gets in her <laughs> Lazarus pit and she uh, starts starts. Uh, Good job, Tim. Get some cookies for Sam later on, but I, I just love how we got to see <laughs> I want cookies. I just love how we got to see all of our characters. I love how uh, there's a couple problems I had with a couple of our characters that I figure feel like they don't know what to do with, so that they just give them lines that are motivational speaking lines. Michonne, I'm talking to you. Like every yeah. line out of her mouth <laughs> seems like a motivational, like just a one-liner. That's like, like the it will get bright after the storm. Like she she can't have any like regular dialogue, but I like. No, she, she but she's playing. She's she's still in that 
role with this whole town that uh you know she's this you know sheltered you know real peaceful kind of weird woman that you know only wants to listen to rick and is positive enough Who, carol? carol yeah so oh, that okay Oh, we were talking about Michelle. You were talking yeah. about Michelle. Yeah, I was talking about Michelle. With her talking... uh, positive one-liners. Right. Yeah, with her positive one-liners. In the, in a, hang in we're... there, kitten. Yeah, hang in there, kitten. No, that's okay. That's okay. We talk about a lot of shit, Joe. It's, it's okay. Yeah, we jumped, a, we jumped around. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 uh, we information dumped sometimes, so it works. So let's continue. Now we go on to Morgan, and this is, like I said, great pacing in the episode. He goes over to Denise's house, who's quickly growing on me. I re- I'm not familiar with her on her other show, but Denise is really awesome. I really like this actress. I know she comes from another show. People were saying in the comment section. Nurse I, what was it? What? Who's Nurse Jackie. Nurse Jackie. Uh, yeah, Nurse Jackie. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Psych- psychiatrist chick. Exactly. I, I, really dig, I really dig her on the show so far. So she's oh, yeah, made, That's how she's Denise. a doctor, yeah. She's a... Uh, the sword is clean after you clean it. Motivate. <laughs> Lewis says, right, dirty locks. Rick made a really dumb mistake. And no, Phil, it's not baby steps. It's what people are taught every time they're given a lesson. Rick not saying it is just dumb. I, so I'm pretty sure Rick and Jesse's sexual attention is the worst keep secret in Alexandria. <laughs> uh, no, and I, and I agree. I, I, the other thing I was going to say in speculation is that it's a television thing versus a real life thing. And in television, mm. a lot of people are the even when they show snipers in some movies, they always hold, or not or people aiming. They'll have them. That's because the how, how do you show someone's aiming? You have them like you do Blink when they're eye. a kid. You have them shut one eye and exactly. aim. It's, it's like it's That's a an act. it's a it's stage thing. Yeah, it's it's a version of it's a version of pantomiming. And there's certain things that you do in movies or in TV shows, even in things that are based around real, that are just so ingrained into our in, into like the theatrical aspect that the actor probably just yeah. they, they they do that. So so maybe that was a part of it too. But in real life, you guys are absolutely right. It's that should probably be one of the first lessons. Yeah, right. and well, because uh, people know, like instructors know that people do that almost automatically. Right. Uh, like, and, oh, close an eye. I can aim better. Bill no. really made me wonder if it was on purpose on Rick's half yeah. or if it was just the TV. You got to show him aiming. Right. So what do you do to show that? Yeah. You shut an eye. I'm guessing it's that. I'm guessing it's the latter. So uh, <sighs> Bill, Bill says, I don't know if it's intentional from Michonne's actress or if she's being directed to act this way. But I get the feeling every time Michonne talks, Rick gives her gives off the fuck me vibes. He, he does. And he, he with with Michonne anyway, he's he's least apt to argue with Michonne. Mm-hmm. He listens like when she opens her mouth and says something. Michonne and, and, and that was pretty much the way almost every time anybody kind of spoke to Rick today. He started off very harsh and gruff, and by the end of it, he was listening to what they had to say. Mm-hmm. He well, didn't argue of- with him. He spoke his mind. He had a rebuttal, maybe, but it wasn't like no, this is my way or anything. He was open to everything they said when it came down to it. It, well, it felt to me a lot of people were saying to him that he doesn't listen. Right. Yeah. So, and he's hearing that. Yep. And I think that he is trying to listen and loses himself sometimes. Right. And I think great, he, he great point, Katie. Great point. More so with Michonne, though, like you were saying too. Yeah. Like with like Michonne, though, it's like almost every time she's ever around him and they and they speak, it's he comes to see what she has to say. Let's play a quick voicemail before we go. One is that an Arrow reference from like season? <laughs> yes, it was. I'm sorry. 
the slap the water, the slap the water. Yeah, the slap the water thing. Oliver yeah. started to learn how to. Wow. Yes, how to pull yes, back yes. A yes, thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Oh fuck! Oh god! Yes, it is. Busted. Be a better fighter because he came out of the zombie apocalypse. They're kind of making. Uh, someone should be a better fighter because they came out of the zombie apocalypse making oh making uh, I'm sorry I gotta, I gotta I have to hear what he was saying to say and two I think Carl should be a better fighter Carl should be a better fighter out of the zombie apocalypse yeah. they're kind of making Carl like a wuss when like all he does is like have a fight with some other little kid and they just get into like a little pushing match a slap fight he, he yeah, wasn't trying to hurt him I think Joe, Joe was speculating that last last or a couple of weeks ago when the fight happened that Carl and a couple of people said that the Carl was going easy on him. Carl could probably have yeah. snapped his neck in a second if he wanted to. Yeah, I and think I, the last thing he wants to do is hurt anyone. I think we're going to have a real fight soon enough between them yes. where that was just yes. that was the slap fight. The, I don't want to hurt you, kid. You don't know what you're doing. I'm trying to help you. And what's coming up is going to be the Benny Blanco I'm from the Bronx. Trying to tell you what's up, kid. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Maybe a rage kill. It's gonna be the. Uh, it's gonna be the. And I'm not gonna talk. Oh uh, no. It's gonna be the. I don't want to talk too much detail about this. Spoiler for a good movie. It's gonna be the Benny Blanco from the Bronx thing. He's just gonna show up. Remember me, Carl? Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Blanco from the Bronx. So me, you, Phil, you with the scenarios tonight. So, so, okay, so Morgan, it goes over to Denise's house. She's making oatmeal. He's okay. He wants to know what's up. I thought this was an interesting interaction between the two of them in this episode. Mm -hmm. He uh, wants me to take a look at your arm. He goes, I'm not here for, well, forget about it. I'm fine. And she says, you know, you can tell me if you're not. So anyway, so Rick comes back up. Hey, oh, time for us to talk. And uh, so we go off to what initially I wrote as the Joker Batman scene, but I loved, this is probably one of the cooler scenes that The Walking Dead's done from just a visual editing standpoint. The way they disclose that Carol's there and, mm. Mich and Michonne's there. I thought specifically the way, the way they disclosed that Carol was there was just really cool. Rick's telling the story about bumping, <clears throat> bumping into the wolves out and how they almost killed him. And and then he probes Morgan more. Carol said that you won't kill them. And and then Carol, it's like crazy. She's right there. And she's like, yeah, I saw him. It's like she like the way Rick's saying it is like Carol's not there. Like they're privately having a conversation. Mm -hmm. But he's yeah. like, he's like, Carol says you won't kill these wolves. Why don't you tell me about that? And <laughs> And Carol's like, yes, he won't kill them. She's he just, did it. It was him. I saw it all. Yeah. She's just And so they were pissed. definitely the ones that tried to kill you, Rick, yep. 10 miles away. Absolutely. I saw that too. I'm 100% sure yep. that they were those. <laughs> Carol is just so awesome in this scene. And she's just giving him the look like, dude, dude, you were lucky you were Rick's friend. Because if you were anybody mm -hmm. else, I would fucking shoot you in the back of that. Or no, I'd kick you the hell out of here probably. More yeah. like that. I would throw you to those walkers. It's just, it's just funny, and and they just both give him. Uh, Morgan says yes, and they both give him looks. And he says, Morgan goes into the reasons why. He says, <clears throat> "Well, you should have killed me in clear, uh, but in that moment, I would have killed you to talk to you. I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was really far off, and ultimately, you should have killed me. Why didn't you kill me?" And Rick says, "Well, I know you." <laughs> and Morgan's like, ha ha ha, whatever. I could see your soul. He yeah. goes, I don't want to kill five people when I didn't have to. And yes, they burn people alive, and and 
and she no uh, Carol yells at him. They fucking burn people alive. You want right, to keep, exactly. keep these people alive? And there's just and I love how Morgan. And this is interesting, especially on net, on a television show, for them to take this long or in a movie. They take a really long pause here while Morgan mm. thinks about this. It's like pause. No, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm dead sorry, air. but uh, total dead air. In spite of what's truly evil and not truly evil, or trying not to kill or killing, and all life is precious. When someone has that much disregard for other human life or life in general, that they're going to burn someone alive that person doesn't deserve to be here anymore and is only going to cause more damage than you are going to cause by putting that person down you put that person down that person doesn't deserve to live anymore your your argument is bullshit and fuck you morgan yeah ultimately joe Joe, is that is that basically what you would say to morgan in that situation like is that basically sum up what like how if you were if you were Carol in this situation, or if you were Rick or Michonne in this moment, and you're sitting there, Joe, what do you say to Morgan? I, I basically say that. I say, I say that's, uh, there's, there's no, there, you can't let, let that go. You can't let those people go. No. But not, all not life, but Joe, but Joe, all, Joe, not, all right, life not is if, precious. Not if you value the lives that are in that community. They but only Joe, all life, all life is precious, Joe. But, well, Morgan Doesn't has mean, to make a decision. Sure. Either he can bring himself to kill the people who are trying to hurt him and the people around him that he cares about, or he can't, and he has to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's the thing about, about all life being precious. Sure, precious things you want to hold on to. You want to keep forever. But guess what? That's not always the case. Your precious vase falls off the fucking countertop. You lose your freaking precious wedding ring in the beach. Your your uh your precious son or daughter die in a car accident. Do you know precious it things are taken okay, from you? I can't. All the I can't fuck, Joe. I can't fucking play devil's advocate anymore. I agree with you 100. percent And ultimately, I don't. I don't disagree with the concept of uh, peace first. Try to make conversation first. Try to go go on that avenue first. I, and that's where maybe you and me disagree on the fundamental things in this situation where you maybe in this world, I mean. Well, oh, sure. If would, one of those people is like, yeah, please help me. They're going to kill my son and daughter if we didn't do this. Maybe you keep that person alive to see if they're if they're right, but you kill the other ones. Right. Unless they have some sort of good good excuse too. But then again, okay, great. I'm going to kill you for what you just did to everybody here. And sorry about your son and daughter. In this, you should have took, taken a stand back there and not let them be used against you like that. In this world, and I'm not saying family in the sense of relation family, but I'll say it in the sense of the people that you decide are in your inner circle. It should be all family life is precious. And ultimately, it should be Morgan's focus. You know, anything to protect the people that you care about in your structure and the people that care about you. And I know Morgan hasn't been there long enough to form the bonds with these people. So to him, in a, in a weird way, and I'm arguing for him to a certain extent, these wolf people, he knows this wolf almost as much as he knows Carol when it really comes down to it. You know, but, and here's the thing too. Like he doesn't like know I, who I these think... people are. I mean, he, I'm saying he doesn't know, but he's thinking from his point of view, he spells it out pretty clear, clear, no pun intended, that he's thinking I was as fucked up and as gone as these wolves were at yep. one point, And I've come back and you're friendly to me. I should be able to let, I should be able to help this person out. And, 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 but then don't be part of a community. Well, here's the thing too. I think we've learned that, uh, I hate we, arguing this side, if I'm wrong, but Glenn, Glenn hasn't killed anybody. No, uh, I saw a quick thing on, uh, talking or 
Talking Dead yeah, or something. The show after. Glenn is the last of our original five to not have killed a human thus far. Very, so, very you know, I'm not saying it, it's impossible to go without killing, but, you know, I, I think Daryl walks the line pretty, pretty well and what when to and when not to kill knowing that life is precious wanting to bring life back he should kill more members. he doesn't kill enough like well, it's the situations when he should he doesn't sometimes yeah, like daryl's fine okay daryl's fine thanks sorry crow sorry but you know so so there is <laughs> I, I believe there's a line and i'm not saying necessarily it doesn't have to be done but those people in town they removed glenn from that situation so they didn't have to give glenn a reason to kill anybody mm -hmm. you know if he was in town do i think he would have let people go or tried to just no. merely stop them and subdue them no i no. believe glenn would have tried to kill them yes Tim like he, he may have chose not to go kill the cannibals but there was other, you still needed to leave people behind to protect the people the kids that were there the people that was still still there there was a specific plan you needed some bait so there was the bait was Glenn even with them at the time? Glenn was with them at the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think so. No, Glenn went with Abraham. Here we go. Let's jump oh. in the chat quickly. Oh, no, Abraham stayed and left after they got there. Uh, I, don't I don't remember. remember. Oh, so let's uh. stop. Let's stop. Stop that. Timo says, "Damn, Phil, you actually made me see his point of view." Damn you, Phil! I think that Morgan <laughs> needs to wise up. The guy said he was going to kill everyone. Uh, what more proof do you need that he needs to die? Critch says, oh, no, not another Daryl fan crow. Haha, <laughs> West Coast timing. <laughs> West Coast time. Peace There's out. There's tons of us. Thank you, Grim Video. Thank you for checking out the chat and enjoy the episode. Timo says, hey, I'm a huge Daryl fan, too. Fan crows stick together. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, and my but yeah, murder. And mind you, mind you that I murder don't crow. necessarily murder. agree with Morgan's philosophy. I'm just trying to, I guess, argue where he's coming from. And he's not just going into this blindly. He has a thought pattern. And again, in this moment, I like how it continues here where he, where Morgan says, I don't want to kill five people uh, that I don't have to. And she yells at them. They burn people alive. He asks Rick why he didn't kill him. Um, Michonne was there too. He says, he says, uh, you let me live, and then I was there to save Daryl at a point in time. Morgan mm -hmm. says, basically, I let them live. Maybe the wolves will not come back here. Maybe I should have killed them. I did want to kill them. I'm confused. Yeah. And I like how he said that. He's trying to decide what he can live with. Yeah. I could end it. I know people, cha people change because everyone, everyone has. All life is precious. It br Thinking that brought me back to living. And mm. Michonne says... In her, you know, it's like a thing you could read out of like random sayings. Well, that can't be. No, it can't. It's, it can't, not, it can't, it's not that easy. And Morgan says it's not. And yeah, she said, fuck you. I know it's not easy. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about, asshole. No one said easy. She she Shut says up. you may need to let go. Let go. Ah. Life is not that simple. Four words. It never was. Rick right. asks him when uh, he says. Rick said he says to Rick, then maybe I shouldn't be here. And then Rick presses him the question. So you're saying you can really live in this world without getting blood on your hands. And he says, I don't know. Nope. Cause you no, can't, no. you fucking can't, you can't completely do it without any blood. So far Glenn has. Yeah. And he should have, well, and he should have killed Nicholas. I, I just, I can respect where Morgan Nick. is coming from. It's just not the place to be there. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a community, you can't be in that mental space. You can't make that decision for everybody else's safety. Yeah, the consequences aren't just coming back around to you. 
like you're he, making decisions for all of the people that are with you. He makes the point too, like you saved my life, Rick. So I mm -hmm. was there to save, to save Daryl and Glenn. But yes, okay. But you sparing those two fuckers' <laughs> lives in in the woods got people in the town killed, also. So. <laughs> Your your logic is a two-edged sword, Morgan. That's why you need to kill people. Some people, you need to decide which ones you kill. You kill the ones that are trying to kill you, not the two people in the fucking woods that are looking for, you know, a way through the woods and are giving you their last can of food and their last bullet so you don't just fucking murder them in the woods. There's there's a balance, Morgan. You know, you, you've got this Aikido thing. Now get some Tai Chi. Get the balance. Get the... You know. Well, that's what he's struggling with. And he says that straight up. Right. He is struggling with he it. He does and not have his balance. He so, needs to get that balance quicker. It's going to get more of the Alexandrians or our core group killed. So let's jump into the chat. Lewis Ray says, Glenn may not have killed anyone, but he was ready to do so in Terminus. Yes. And he would uh, to do anything to protect Maggie. Miss Ash says, I'm so tired. Pull an all-nighter just so I can watch the episode ASAP and hang out live with you guys. So awesome to have you, Miss Ash. Uh, Perry Love, Love says, yeah. adopt the Batman code. Uh, that way writers don't always have to keep inventing new antagonists. And Adafan <laughs> has a very awesome line. All life is precious. And that is Smeagol approved. All life is precious. My precious. My precious. Yeah. Olavello, welcome, buddy. Welcome. Yeah, and, and if life is that precious, you should be taking it, Morgan. You should be taking it. Steal that life. Steal it. <laughs> and Ren has uh, a question. I wonder if Morgan would have the same attitude if his son was mm. alive, still alive. Very Good interesting question. question. Very interesting question. And I honestly don't think so. I think Morgan would probably be. Or if, it, or if his son was in Carl's position of last season, pre-Cliffhanger, with, uh, with the claimed gang. Yes, claimed. You know, is that how you're going to feel then, Morgan, if that's if that's where that's your boy is? Would Morgan be able to tap into, would he be able to tap into clear game, mode game, when game. he needs to? Can he do that? Can he turn on the crazy switch like Rick is able to do so so effectively that Rick can turn on crazy Rick Grimes when he needs to, and then be and then be sensible? He needs to use his crazy as a weapon. That's yes. what he needs to do, yes. and then meditate about it afterwards, <laughs> and be like, and just kind of go in those two modes: go into meditation mode and then hamster man mode, uh, hamster style <laughs> mode. Hamster style. Uh, Dad, I don't want to do hamster style anymore. So okay, so we're we're back in, and we also get the hint in that, or we get the we get the uh, the tease that we're gonna get a special message from Glenn in the first half and that first ten minutes of Into the Badlands. So so special message. Make sure you watch after. So uh, we continue back in. Uh, we see the building that and the walkers on the outside of the wall. It's an awesome visual of a bunch of walkers, of the walkers all pounding against the wall. It's just a cool camera shot that we get to see the scope of how many walkers are outside. So we get a Rick and Michonne scene, which we don't get enough of because I really love watching them together. I'm so wish they, I so love them together. So. Rick and Michonne talk about the plan. If there was only a way to get outside, we could get to cars and draw them away. She offers some plans, and they kind of talk back and forth about that. <clears throat> and she said, and basically Rick starts saying, well, we got all these people to work on the plan, and he doesn't mention any of the Alexandria people. She's like, listen, dude, we can, uh, you know, the Alexandria people, you didn't mention any of them, we should use them. And Rick's like, not yet, not yet. We have another chance to catch our breath. We need to take our break, catch our breath, then we could then bring in some of these people and teach them and go through the whole process. And... 
she and this Important. is where teach them. Yeah, and this is where I wrote that she only speaks in motivational speeches because she says something like, "This is catching our breath. Anything yeah, else? Yeah. Anything yeah. else is just excuses." That's basically her only <laughs> line there. So, That's a good fortune cookie. Yep. Yes, I do, Tara Chan. I'm all about all aboard that ship. It's just like it's someone said it. I think someone just said in the Adafan. There's just like so much sexual tension between Michonne and Rick that needs exploding somewhere. Yeah. So at least I feel it. So <laughs> I feel it. So Deanna, so Deanna comes over. Speaking of someone I'm feeling, Deanna comes Ooh. over with her future plans for Alexandria. Hey guys, I get the plans. I worked on my plans all night. She's so excited for her drawings. And she it's going to be so good. And Rick's like, "Oh, we got better bigger things to Wait, worry about." Did you do this? Yeah, did or you did What's Porch Dick Junior Junior's name? Junior Dick. Cookie Dick. Sam. Let a cookie dick draw these plans. It's crayon, you know. Uh, Katie said, Katie, have a good night. And please, Pori says, please watch Into the Badlands. Seriously, watch. It's awesome. I actually did watch it, and I did a recap on the Brohawk Riley channel. You can find a link to that. You can actually find a link to the video in in uh, one of the in a playlist of collaborations and other recaps on the channel. And uh, John Brohawk Riley, who's who comes in the chat sometimes, uh, we were doing something on that. We're also going to do something on this channel about it and we're gonna have john come over for a podcast maybe at the end of the season maybe at the halfway point i'm not sure exactly how we're gonna do it but we're gonna do some coverage over here too but every week joe or myself or or john will be doing some recaps over on his channel so check that out for into the badland recaps mm-hmm. so let's continue so she offers some plans. They talk about everything. They talk about the Alexandra people being blah, 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 being really stupid, catching your breath. Deanna comes over with the plans. She gives the plans and she walks away. And Rick just, I love, again, I love Rick's looks tonight. Rick is just so awesome with the reaction shots tonight. He's just, she's walking away and he just gives this look like, you fucking idiot. Just <laughs> You're working on fucking plans and uh that's a nice drawing little girl nice back to survival yeah fucking a fucking a so uh so off to rosita drill sergeant rosita which holy shit john what brohawk riley was talking about earlier (laughs) rosita is uh she's she's uh she's she's not hard to look at i'll say that i'll say that about the young lady she's uh she's a very nice young lady it's pretty hard on me (laughs) <laughs> and Ren Renwood says Deanna is so red shirted after she gave him that plan. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be nice. I could do without mm-hmm. Deanna. And Bill says, I'm just waiting for all the idiots to start saying the Walking Dead is racist because all the black people on the show are single. And uh <laughs> They're single. And, oh. and Not what I thought was gonna come. <laughs> and Tim O to answer your question, Badlands worth watching. I enjoy it a lot. I've I've definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> quick quick reaction to that. I think it's definitely worth watching. Mm. Especially if you like the genre, if you like if you uh, ha- if you like kung fu movies and like stuff stuff in that style and are predisposed to enjoying that kind of entertainment, there is pretty much nothing bad about it. From that end, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, and mm-hmm. it's shot really well, looks really awesome. Shot uh, that's I said the same thing. Shot re- sounds really awesome. Visually, all the action works really well. The pl- it's not too much action. There's also a lot of really good plot, so I definitely recommend it. So, okay, so <laughs> let's continue. 
off to the Rosita drill sergeant. She's with with uh, in the Alexandria people and Eugene. And Eugene's just listening to the sounds of the walkers oh, and is just frozen. Eugene. Eugene. He, two, he's like a Paul Abdul song, Katie. Two step, five steps forward, seven steps back. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Because Eugene is a fucking, has an attack. Uh, so... So we're they're teaching the Alexandria people how to use swords, and uh, and Eugene's not looking, and Rosita kind of comes up behind him and and taps his blade, and and he's like, "You need to be careful, cause I got a weapons. I'm a weapon novice with sharp blade, and there's people in my vicinity wearing open toe shoes." <laughs> like what the fuck? Why? What the fuck? Why would anybody ever in the zombie apocalypse wear open toed shoes? It is a crazy thing to do. No, 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 no yeah. sandals. Yeah, not, not, not a smart, not prudent, not a smart shoe to have in the zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse. In fairness, again to these people, just to argue the other side of it, these people have lived in in with their heads in a bubble for a long time. So mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. they were thinking they were on some extended vacation in a cult or something in in like the happy people cult, and so they're kind of just relaxed. They're talking about pasta makers and stuff. If you're at yeah. a point in this world where you're debating that oh shit, I hate making pasta by hand and I really wish I had a pasta maker. You're probably at a point in context where you can, where you, where you would be wearing sandals. But I agree with you. And yeah. an yeah. actual like serviceable shoe in the zombie apocalypse, sandals are so way low on the list. I got I got a, a quick question. I, I know you, I don't think you've mentioned it. You might've, I was <clears> spaced <throat> out, but I think by this point in the uh, show anyway, there's been more than a few uh, camera shots of the tower. Yes. There's at least one when he right before he walks up to Maggie and climbs the ladder, he's looking up at her and behind him you see the tower. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of shots like in between scenes where they show like the building creaking or the cracked building and you hear the moaning and the zombies next to it. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point in the show we've seen that a couple of times and mm-hmm. a couple of like in the background shots of this tower too. Corey, co- good good point Joe is the foreshadowing for later in the episode. Well, Corey's- wasn't the tower what the... Uh- the truck had run into or something. Mm-hmm. Did you say that? The church in the, in the, in the wall. So, I didn't say that, but good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the chat. Let's jump so in the I chat. Let's jump in the chat la- chat for one second. Uh, Corey <laughs> says we should grow crops. Uh, shrewd. No wonder you got elected moron. Uh, Bill, Bill says, <laughs> Eugene, Eugene was like, can grow stuff in the earth. <gasps> Eugene was yeah. like, it'd be funny if she, if she, if those plans were written so that all the crops were up against the, uh, like the east, eastern wall. So it's not yeah. going to get any sunlight most of the day. <laughs> Bill says, Eugene was like, I thought she was in class to learn the cha 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 slide. And Tim said to show off their pedicures. Uh, Tim said, that's what they were wearing sandals. Tim O and someone also said their bubble burst. Tim O also asks to all the guys out there, who looks better, Maggie or Rosita? And before you answer that, Joe or Katie, Corey says, Eugene is the Uncle Jesse of the Walking Dead. And okay, <laughs> always what the hairstyle. <laughs> and a couple people, most of the people in the chat exploded and said Rosita with a enormous uh, thumbs up of Rosita. Mm. I have a feeling Joe and Katie would probably say Rosita as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Maggie. I'm I'm Maggie looked really good in okay. this episode. And he, and here's the thing, I've done a lot of thinking about this since last week. We had a little bit of a rundown on these women, and I'm gonna actually go with Michonne, Rosita, and Maggie. I really don't care. As far as I'm concerned, they're all they're all really, in the same. They're looking gorgeous Carol. women who are you know, Carol too, for the most part. That like 
I ain't throwing any of those three or four women out of bed. I ain't gonna turn any of them down. Fair. And just for fairness, for se- for Sorry. for split for split thing here, uh, I know we we know what the crow's answer is. She's a she's a Daryl girl, I think. Uh, I would say Joe's probably an Abraham guy, right? You think you're you're all team you're team chickless on on there? Oh, man, no. Team chickless. Not uh, chickless. Not chickless. I always call him chickless. Team. <laughs> cutlets. 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 Yeah, you're cuddly um, cutlets. As far as like who I think is the best looking hottest guy. Yep, yeah, give it to us, Joe. Uh, it's it's a toss up between. As far as is I'm it a toss salad, Joe? Is it a toss salad up? It's a toss salad between Rick and Daryl. Hell and yeah! Darryl. For me, for Let's me, see them go ass to ass, baby. Ass to oh, ass, whoa, baby. Whoa, <laughs> too far. Uh, yeah, one step, Joe. <laughs> Who's gonna get that reference? Anybody gonna? Nobody's gonna get the favorite, the best line in that movie. Good movie. Oh my gosh. Movie. Oh gosh. I mean, the chat room's going crazy. We had a murder death kill where Joffrey was involved. And it's always killed Joffrey. Oh, come on. Chance says Glenn. Glenn and sometimes Terrachan says Glenn and sometimes Rick when he gets a bit scruffy. Carl's cute too, much more age appropriate for her. Uh, Ren <laughs> says Ren says Daryl, but I'm a winner any every way. Lewis says Maggie for the girl. The crow will turn Daryl into a real man, says Johnny Rico. <laughs> Yeah. Michael Elavella, who yeah. knows exactly what I'm ref- referencing, tossed salad with Jenny or Serp. It was in one ah. of those, it was one of those like HBO like in prison things where they're like, yeah, everyone thinks you get prison raped, but but that, what we like to do is toss a salad, and I like mine with Jenny or it's some movie or something. So <laughs> it might be a might be a Dave Chappelle joke or something like that. I'm <laughs> I'm mixing it with oh no, it's a Chris Rock joke. I'm, I'm messing it with someone's joke, but it's, it comes from like an HBO like inside a prison thing. It's pretty ridiculous. Ridiculous. Perry love Rosita, and uh, Daryl is ugly. Says Tara Chan. Sorry, guys. Mm. I can understand that point of view. Yes, he is yes. Not we got handsome. we got a couple of uh, Glenn turned into a real hot daddy. Says Miss Ash, and Ovel says yes. It was Chris Rock. Bill says yeah. It was Chris Rock joke, and yeah. So, so we have. A, I I love having this discussion. Actually, this is really fun. Share your thoughts in the comments whenever you listen to this. Who who your votes are for uh, for Walking Dead? Mm. Okay, so we go off to and we're talking about this in importance because of how ridiculously hot Rosita looked in this drill sergeant scene. <laughs> so so she, so she was gaining major points in this scene. Shorty shorts. Oh, gosh. Yay. So Eugene is also fucking hilarious. And she's like, what are you scared of? And he goes, oh, not, you know, that would be dying. That would be dying. Pretty simple. It's yeah. fucking yeah. dying. That's a good point. So someone goes, did someone mention Joffrey? I must be hearing things. <laughs> Some, I thought I saw on a uh, scrolling on the side on my side eye of the chat. I thought I saw someone do a murder. De- I, yeah, murder I death caught a Joffrey glimpse. I saw a Joffrey gift. Yeah, and uh, and I prefer. Yeah, Michael Avell. And I prefer. Se- now I can hear Chris Rock's voice doing it. And I prefer Seth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. Joffrey's always brought up and murdered and marry fuck kill. So, kill him because because he's always. Kill him. But, but, I mean, it, that's like uh, who says who says marry or fuck for Joffrey? Um, yeah, nobody. No, Here's a question for you: Who's prettier, Lori or Jesse? Jesse. I what was, what was the question? I, I think I'm not a big Jesse fan, but even mm-hmm. going back to I'm to uh, Prison Break with the... I've, I've never been a big fan of the actress, so because of me not being a fan of the actress, it's hard for me to look at her in any attractive way. So I so I kind of just don't even look at her like that. I just look at her as horrible person, get off my screen. And, 
<laughs> so, so it's sort of difficult. Okay, so let's continue. So Rosita Jill, Drill Sergeant says, uh, get a grip, what are you scared of? And he goes, that would be dying. She says, dying is simple. People, your people dying around you, that's difficult. And yeah, I would say that's just about right. I totally agreed with everything she said here. Yeah. Yes. And Jesse's there watching it too, which is important to mention. But, but yes. I, I just I really liked Rosita in this scene, and I and I think it it definitely stuck out as a, we need Rosita and Eugene in a scene. They haven't been in a scene in a while. Yeah. yeah. So we need to throw them in a scene. And they've been together for so long, for so long that it's kind of like, doesn't she know that this is how he like? What else? Really, she expects different from him. She's watched him shoot up the truck, you know, the lies, all all the stuff that he's done since they've met. Like, <laughs> oh my she gosh! Expect this from him. The, the chat oh, room, yeah. chat room's going crazy. Doctor Tancredi, yep, absolutely. <laughs> Jesse is hot. Laurie is cottage cheese cut. Oh my god! Wow. Hot, I would, Whoa! I wouldn't fuck Laurie with a stolen dick, says Michael Ovella. Tim, that's gross. Corey, I wouldn't marry him if the purple wedding over and over again. Joffrey's weddings are fun. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck, Laurie, with Phil's dick and Katie Crow pushing? Yeah, no, no way. Right, no, no. Our buddy Dean Willis. Father Gabriel needs to add the miracle of Glenn to his biblical text at the end of the foothills of the Revelations. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for the mention, Dean Willis. Glenn has arisen. See, it's, it's, it's Mary fuck kill. Mary from Terminus. Oh. Laurie. Oh, and uh, any female zombie? Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> can I can I kill all of them? Is kill, that kill, kill. Nope, that's your that's that's your choice. Okay. Marry fuck kill myself. Okay. Any female zombie? I marry. I'm marrying the zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm killing Laurie and what's the other who's the other one who am I fucking Mary, the Terminus Terminus Mary. I'm I'm fucking Tasha, Tasha Yar. Yar yeah I'm fucking wow. I'm fucking wow. Tasha Yar I'm marrying the zombie and I'm and I'm and I'm just keeping it chained up because I'm a horrible person and I'm just killing the jaw off. you're and I'm, fine yeah exactly there's things you could do with that and I there's soft <laughs> uh, I'm sorry okay so we we come back and we see <laughs> she ain't ever gonna talk back <laughs> so we just come, moan just moan <laughs> Oh, yeah. It really gets me going when she starts. Yeah, yeah. That means she's into it. That means she's in the mood when she starts going. Rawr, 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 rawr. Oh my god! We, we've we've got we've we done it. Gone. We've gone too far. So we see some. Hey, any port in the storm, right? Oh my goodness! No, so you always you always kill. Some ports are bad. You always kill Lori. So we see some. I can just see the message. Jeffrey and Lori. Guys, you I, always kill Joffrey and Lori. Yeah, guys, I really liked you guys up until this show, and then you start going on the on that fucking zombie. Ah! Okay, so we see some cake, and we see dinner, and we see JSS, cake? and uh, we see you see in the complaint now, Phil. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sending it right now. So we uh, so we see Enid, and and Enid gets up off the table, and no tip. Enid doesn't leave a tip. No, who cares? Mm. So she walks out and she thinks she hears, she sees some walkers outside so she can't go out the front door and Glenn grabs her from behind, which sounds a lot dirtier than it actually was. But he grabs her from behind and goes, I'm taking you home. And she says, I don't know you. Grab her and like put her hand over her mouth or he couldn't have just been like Enid. Don't touch. Yep. Someone, like people usually don't jump out the window when they hear their name from behind them. You know what I mean? Like, 
when they get grabbed from behind with the hand over the mouth and like a pinched nose and like a, you're coming with me, little girl. The chat. Yeah, of course you're getting a gun drawn on you. What the fuck? Yeah, the, creepy. Yeah. The chat said. The chat says. Territory says too far. Stop. No. Just don't ask for a blowjob. But Michael Alvo says the recap train is derailed, and I love it. Had a fan says <laughs> she'll always be happy to see you. Uh, someone rep- says someone reported train wreck. Spoiled me. Stacy said the crow just did a little shimmy shake. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so let's get back to it. Sh- let's it get off. back to the shake recap. It off. So she. No. Oh. <laughs> so oh. He, uh, so you've and, been swifted. We found another rock bottom. <laughs> so anyway, oh. so anyways, Enid says, "I don't know you." And Glenn goes, "Why did I? Why'd you give me water then?" And she said, "I had it. You needed it. And you're not my friend." He goes, "I know you're not your friend, but my what?" <laughs> but then he does the whole thing. He he goats his he goats his significant other. He's like, "Well, my wife would totally like want me to save you, so I totally <laughs> have to save you." I don't want to save you, but my wife would totally save you. My wife would kill me if I yeah. didn't. Right, save you. yeah. And she's like, I'm no friend with your wife either. And and she ends up bringing out a gun and drawing it and sticking a gun in Glenn's face. And Glenn, it cuts to commercial break with the gun on Glenn's face. I have not heard you're looking for. So in the midst of our commercial break, when the silliest commercial break next to like one of those reality shows, when you know that the cook's being eliminated on Hell's Kitchen and you know which one it is, but they still go to a commercial break, like who's going to be up for a vote? And it's like, <laughs> like no one in the world thinks Enid's going to shoot Glenn. So you cliffhanger on like, is Enid going to actually shoot? Come on. She's yeah. never going to shoot Glenn. No one thought this was going to happen. So yeah, that's how they're gonna they're gonna riots. keep him alive just so Enid can shoot yeah. him in the diner. Then there would be riots. thirty minutes into the episode. Timo yeah. says that God. would be the most like there were a lot of uh, of uh, speculations that they might do that, kill him in this episode right after saving <clears throat> him as like a shock <clears throat> factor. I never really thought they would do that, and if they had done it that way with her pulling the trigger and shooting him in the face, it would have been really awful. It would have been really awful yes i love the melting it wouldn't have been shocked so much as it would have been like really <laughs> horrible disappointment oh although he did put her, his hands on her someone yes. says god i hated enid so much in this scene listening to the recap is pissing me off again <laughs> oh she's a brat she's Thank a you, bratty Tim little girl glenn was like bitch i survived uh hundreds of zombies a gun ain't doing shit to me oh my gosh i love uh, and as always guys we say it a lot but i and i can't say it enough you guys in the chat are just keeping this going and i love you guys going in the chat going crazy keeping the discussion pumping and it just it's without your you guys help we wouldn't be able to grow uh grow and keep growing so thank you guys for continuously sharing your comments every week and liking the videos and doing all that stuff and and subscribing if you haven't and sharing the uh, channel with a friend continuously helps us grow and we cannot thank you enough for that so in our commercial break we go to the power failure in phoenix in our fear the walking dead which stephanie when watching the episode turned to me after this one where we see that the power has gone out in phoenix they're being uh sent off to lax instead they can't see the landing they can't see the landing strip and also that the guy we've seen that the guy that was dead in or that died in the porta on the porta potty in the bathroom on the plane has a zombie bite and it's and it's what's her name that says no don't give him cpr get yeah, away from the get body from and her. lifts up his shirt the and girl exposes it as yeah the bite. girl and girl. i do yeah. have to say that stephanie turned to me after this and goes why couldn't the fear of the walking dead be as interesting as these little little featurettes and yeah. and i have to say for the most part for what they are 
I find it entertaining. I think which is true. Which yeah. is with all their webisodes. If you go to their uh, AMC Walking Dead website and check out all the webisodes they have up there from the different seasons of The Walking Dead, they're all really good. I I enjoyed all of them. I didn't think any of them were 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 poorly done. And I agree absolutely. This is much better than the actual. So show. Someone yeah. asks if she's the air marshal because she seems to. No, it was the guy that stood up yeah. and ran after her. Stop! What are you doing? She just knows shit. For she just, some reason, yeah, yeah. she she's uh, we, I always forget his name, but she's like the kid we f- meet in that episode, uh, the first episode that just Tobias, has, Tobias, thank you, Katie. You, I, see, I forget it every week because I know you remember it, Katie, so it gives me a chance to like. <laughs> but it was the one bright spot in the show. She knows things because the information's been out there. She just seems yeah. like one of the people that's been more educated about it, and they're, they're coming from the East Coast. The shit will start it out there. It's like. We hear Tobias, eight states or something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. So she, Yeah, she may be fleeing that in particular. So, uh, Michael Ovo, Glenn is like, God, I'm never having kids. He gets home and Maggie's like, honey, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so so we get back in and, uh, and Glenn's like, listen, honey. I cannot die. I have made, sorry, you guys are making me laugh. I have main character bulletproof powers. You're not going to shoot me. And he just kind of, and she's like, I will. I'll totally shoot you. And she's, he's like, you'll totally not. And he just, I, totally I will. totes will. And she just grabs the gun out and she calls him an asshole. And he just, you point a gun at me and call me an asshole? Yeah. This is what I was saying when. Well, I, you put your fucking hands on me. Yeah, yes. you're an asshole. No touchy, touchy. No touching. No touching. So, so Glenn tells her about about the herd that's that got separated and they're gonna head back to Alexandria and they're gonna take like the side routes because there's a herd that got separated and they need to figure out the situation. And she's like, fuck you. Right, we need to help them. We need to help them. And yep. she, she's like, fuck you. But she's relenting and they eventually head out. So we go off to Rick, who is all alone at the wall, and he's adding some reinforcements. And along comes Tobin, who watches him and says, you look like you could use some help. And then they start building some braces, or excuse me, building some uh, supports. And they talk about building some braces for the wall and really, uh, really, really building up the wall supports and just building it up and making it as sturdy as possible. And this is the scene where I said that Rick looks to Tobin like he's completely surprised that Tobin isn't the most useless human being on the earth. Like, oh yeah. my God, okay, so, you know. You can do stuff. Yeah, you Alexandrians can Ooh. do something. And so, I think it's right here, Capti, the right before this scene with Tobin or right after the scene with Tobin that we see another shot of the tower. <laughs> Corey says, notice how Enid was in a diner. Enid spelled backwards is dine. Conspiracy <gasps> theory confirmed. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh my gosh. Uh, Michael says, I noticed that she didn't have her finger on the trigger. She never had any intentions of shooting him. She's the typical yeah. teenager. They think they can get what they want with that bravado bullshit. And I think she's just so also, just as a person, is so used to being on her own. And mm-hmm. Glenn calls her on it a couple times when who are you living with? You don't connect to those people. And I think whether it goes the route that you think or not, Joe, that you hinted at earlier in the episode, I definitely think. I agree with you that this is the start of a different relationship. Like he, she's moving in with him and him and Maggie when they come back to come back to town. If there's a town to come back to, he's the only person that she's 
gonna trust. Exactly. She's gonna yes. she's gonna he's gonna become someone she trusts, which is gonna be just in time for her to die or something. So Enid, so then we cut over to Enid killing a walker and they kind of smile and I just love Again, I love her disdain. I like how the wise assery back and forth between the two of them. I was enjoying mm-hmm. it at times. She was pissing me off, but I like I just like she just turns to him and goes, What? What? Yeah. Your wife wouldn't like that? Your wife wouldn't want me to kill the walker? And what he's probably thinking is, no, my wife would have killed ten of them. My yeah. wife would have go my Ma- the Maggie I know would have uh that I fell in love with is it was a Well they, walk- this group doesn't always put them down. They think it's like don't endanger yourself going over there to that walker and putting it down when you don't have to mm-hmm. and it's not a threat to us. But it is a threat to you, as we learned with Carl, the yeah. stuck in the mud. <laughs> Corey says, is it me or does any does anyone else have a hard time telling the difference between Enid and Ron? I was going to say, <laughs> no, Corey. I, I don't think it's just you. I, their personality is very similar. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree, Bill. She kept harping on his wife thing. It's like she's being catty. I kind of picked up on that too. Like, like I almost felt like it was a little, you know, maybe she's yeah, she's trying to push buttons. Yeah, she's like your wife. Will your wife approve of us hanging out? Very uh, Juno-ish. Yeah, you you don't love me. You don't care about me. You don't yeah. love me. And watch, you'll want me to leave in a few minutes. You'll want to get rid of me or yeah. leave me or yeah. abandon me or yeah. I'll, I I mean, I'm dating myself a little bit with the reference, but it's like Juno-ish <clears throat> when she was like with Jason Bateman, like like oh yeah, you'd rather be with here with me than your wife but he was you know trying to come on to juno but it's a little different glenn's not trying to come on to enid here but it seems like enid's being a little like catty with him like oh why you keep talking about your wife i'm not friends with your wife i don't give a shit about that so then we go back to rick and tobin playing bobby the builder and uh they kind of both make eye contact on the crack and rick said with the blood seeping through and rick says it means shit if we keep this up and it'll all be okay. We just have to build up the supports. And Tobin has a very fun conversation with Rick where he's like, when you showed up, I was scared the shit out of you. Everyone was. You had that beard, the way you looked at things. You're just fucking crazy. And Rick goes, yeah, I know. I, Rick's just like, yeah, I know. And he says, well, the more time goes on, things were moving really slow for us. But then, since you showed up and we noticed stuff, things are moving really fast right now. Don't give up on us. Right. We can learn. We can do this. We need your help to survive. Yeah, exactly. And, and and Michonne and the others are basically saying they they need our help, but we also need their help, too. Mm-hmm. We need their help to keep our humanity, especially you, Rick. Especially I'm looking at you, Rick. <clears throat> someone someone wrote in the chat that, oh, for some reason, one of the windows is not working, so I can't get back there. Glenn is stu- Glenn is up. Uh, what the fuck? Computer, you're pissing me off tonight. Glenn is still pretty excited getting uh, getting with a hot chick. I have to get back to town with my hot yeah. wife, guys. We get it, Glenn. You have a hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> we fucking get it, you fuck. I don't know. He seems to do everything in his power to get get the fuck away from her. <laughs> Except that one time he tracked her down at Terminus to Terminus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, but he any chance he gets, I'll go. I'll go. I'm never, I volunteer to go do this. I volunteer to go do that. I'm out of here. I will never leave you again. Never. Oh, mission? Yeah, I'll go. He's like, oh, you need a mission that, that uh, you need to go with the crazy guy, Nicholas, that I can't trust. You need me to go with someone? I'll go with Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, YouTube, let's play that. Let's play a voicemail. Does Glenn know that Maggie's pregnant? No, I, not I yet. I can't remember if Maggie's told him or not. No, maybe. Second off, maybe. if I were Glenn, I would have just knocked her out with the gun and then picked <laughs> her up and, and like, 
carried her unconscious body back. So mm. I still when she wakes up, she's going to be pretty pissed. All Glenn did was, did, did was touch her. It is literally the best scenario possible. I, to answer your question about the Maggie and uh, Maggie situation, I would... It's hard to say that it seemed like they had some secret when they were talking when when Maggie wasn't going with Glenn on the mission and he was like you're staying here. So possibly he has he knows that she's pregnant, but mm-hmm. I, I I tend to think that he does, but I could be I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I don't remember. Yes. Uh Michael asks, am I the only one who wants to do one of these zombie apocalypse 5k courses and the warrior? Yeah, they actually look pretty fun. They actually do yeah. pretty pretty, uh, and um, Rick gave up on you about a season ago, guys. Sorry, bye, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so we cut. Uh, the dude wouldn't eat the applesauce. He was done with this group then. Yeah. And I forgot to mention after the Enid scene, Enid kills one of them. They smile. She yells, "What about your wife?" They walk up and they eventually see some green balloons hanging yeah. on something, and there just happens to be. Uh, somebody just left the balloons and the whole canister of of uh, helium they right there. They did. No, the no, helium. They, yeah. they were using the balloons as uh, route markers with the. Oh, they were, oh, they like were. The, there was somewhat on like the RV area. Yeah. That's what they were using the balloons. Oh, at. okay. I totally, I totally missed failed. that. I totally and missed so, that. Uh, yeah. So that's why. Glenn knew exactly. Oh, where the okay. I th- was I thought balloons. I thought like a big party truck got knocked over or something like, <laughs> like and there just happened to be some balloons hanging on the side of the road. Okay, so very good. Thank you, Joe. We're actually at that part right now on the rebroadcast. Right. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, that's right. Balloons. So, right in the West Coast part. So, uh, so we cut back to them after the Rick and Tobin scene, and we see them making more balloons. Is Glenn asks where she stayed back home? She says that's not my home. She said I stayed at Olivia's place, but I was on my own. Orphaned by walkers, and Glenn says, "Basically, me too." Everybody, yeah. everybody, yeah. and she says, "It's just what happened." She said, uh, "She focuses on her." She says, "Hey, I get you're scared." She goes, "No, I'm not scared. I don't need your fucking lecture either." And she goes, "No, you are scared, and you wanted to." And you do need mm-hmm. my lecture. You should be you scared. Do. Yeah, Glenn is like, "Fuck you." <laughs> you're healthy if you're scared. I'm your daddy now, girl. Oh my Whoa. gosh, let's let's just. <laughs> oh gosh, Bill! Al, teach you a lesson. Al, Red Sox fan says Bill Cosby <coughs> would have given Enid a drink. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! It's only been day or two, so the balloons would still be there. Oh, I miss pudding pops. Oh, they Joe. Were good. Yeah, we've talked about this, I think, before the, on the uh, yeah. podcast, but they, they, uh, we could do a whole show on what happened to pudding pops. And now, when you contact them, which I have, they just send you a or they tell you they refer you to buying a uh, pudding pop cr- making kit that you can make it at home yeah. yourself. Why is there no pudding pop? I don't. I know. will. I'll do. A, we'll do a whole video about it, Joe, because it's like there's a lot of there's actually a lot of backstory to it. That it's one of those things that I was randomly thinking about one night, and I spent like two, I spent two hours down a uh, you know like a, a rabbit hole of reading too much information about what happened with the happened with them. But basically, mm-hmm. change of recipe. A company bought it up and didn't keep up the same standards, and it was just blah blah blah. Uh, for lots more frozen treats sort of cornered the market of a market that they had already. Yada, yada, it's a lot of shit. So anyways, so it's just what happens and Glenn is like, fuck you, bitch. So we go over to Olivia in the supply room and Ron breaks in and steals bullets. 
That's basically what happens there. So we go back to Glenn. It was, he was sneaky about it, though. He, like, caused a, a noise, went and hid, yeah. snuck into the room behind a st- stupid girl that they still – she. They still have the same woman doing the inventory and, and watching yeah. the storehouse. The most Ra- ineffective. You know, rather than having all these guns out amongst the people or enough of them out or in different spots anyway, not just one localized spots, no other guards at this house in case they get attacked again. <laughs> um, just seems kind of strange. They're still not doing anything about they got people standing on the wall but they're still not taking other precautions. Instead, they're same, same old shit, different day, Joe. Around. Yeah, same old shit, different day. What's her name is like doing art projects. In her she needs to garage. be fired, says Timo. Absolutely. And yes, yes, Bill, I am balls deep in the pudding pop game right now. I went down that <laughs> down that road. So we come back in, and Glenn and Edith are loading up balloons and to see, and just kind of walking through to get to the Alexandria gates and Glenn's just like, Oh my fucking God. And sees all the walkers that are outside and Enid's like, peace, dude, I'm the, I'm out. And she just, she just, she's like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. We ain't getting through there. Yeah. We're not getting, we're not getting, and she, and he's like, no, you're wrong. The the, the gates aren't broken down. They're on the outside, not the inside. Details. Yes. Yes. And she says, "Uh, I'm sure your wife will forgive you if you let me go anymore. And he's like, now it's not for my wife anymore. It's for Mm -hmm. me. She's freaked out, and he kind of reassures her. So we go off to Tobin and Rick, and <coughs> dummy, dumbass, dummery happens here. We, this is when we get into it. We haven't really talked too much about this this shit fucking idiot, like the dumbest of all dumb fucks in the world, Spencer, who tries to do dumbass high wire move to, to do. He doesn't even know what he's going to fucking do. And we get this from Tara and Eugene's perspective as Eugene's like, Tara, I think you should look at what idiot's doing over What's there. What's this dude doing with his ninja, with his ninja grapple? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. And uh, Terry Chan, I'm sorry. She's like, what the fuck's a pudding pop? A pudding pop was one of the first issued, like, frozen treats ever. A pudding pop. It was basically basically a uh, chocolate jello pudding uh, as a a frozen treat. Or vanilla. Or swirl, and they developed it a little bit. Really fucking awesome it tasted fucking incredible basically a fudgesicle and it because in its history and it's historic a bet exactly a better example of a fudgesicle it was like a better version of that and it's historically significant especially nowadays and a lot of people bring it up is because their main spokes spoke person spokesperson in the bill 80s cosby. that made them as successful was bill cosby so when the cosby show was at its prime he was also selling pudding pops so it, they kind of the the company took off because of hiring him as their spokesperson of like the family treat. So it was, uh, it's very synonymous with Bill Cosby. So that's why it, it's historically, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it's relevant. And a lot of people tend to bring it up these days. So yeah, it was a long answer for a simple question. <laughs> Someone goes, what's a fudgicle? It's just a, cho- a chocolate, <laughs> a chocolate popsicle. A chocolate popsicle. So a fudge cycle. A fudge what? cycle. Yes, it's something you ride. When you, <laughs> but you, it's when you it's when you go to the bathroom on a bike, and, and oh, you have to you have to get oh, home, and you can't no. like make it. It's uh, it's that's what slang that's what slang dot com says. That's what UrbanDictionary.com calls a fudgicle. <laughs> so so, anyways, we go back to uh, Tobin and Rick and dumbass grappling over. And I don't know what the fuck was going on here. And then Tara goes outside to kind of distract them. Yeah, she hangs. Off yeah. like off the edge of the wall, standing on one of the like supports, and starts. Wow, talk about 
deadly accurate with her gun. Bam, yeah, bam, bam, bam. Shooting. Like seven shots, all headshots, even one right next to Porch Dick. Oh no, Spencer. Uh, Spencer Dick's fucking. Let's just leg. call. Let's just call him shit fuck. Shit fuck. Shit yeah. Fuck. Shit fuck. Cracker. Cracker thief. Yeah, cracker thief. Cracker shit fuck. Shit fucking cracker. Cracker thief. He's just shit an, on a cracker. Shit oh on my. a cracker. Yeah, just fuck this guy. He's just an idiot. And so basically a melee occurs and somehow Spencer survives because his time is gonna when the he falls. When he dies, he's gonna cause a lot more people's death. Or it's gonna be or he's yeah. gonna sacrifice himself in his one moment of good. Some shit's gonna go on it. Go in here. Some fucking <laughs> some fucking crack. Crack stupid shit. And then we go and then everything everything is all settled and Rick and Morgan comes over and helps too and they all pull him back up uh, sorry I just in this scene as they're pulling him up I get the image of the princess bride when he's I'm only pulling you up here to kill you and he's, got, he's pulling him up here and he pulls him up to the top and Rick, and once he's up at the top, Rick turns over to where Tara is, and Tara gets over. She's safe too, and he goes Tara. And it's just so interesting hearing Rick yell Tara's name like this, and hearing Rick sort of attack one of his own. And you don't see it often publicly like this. And he's just like Tara, Tara. You almost died once for these people. What the fuck were you doing? And yep. she just goes, "Yeah, fuck you." Gives him the uh, gives him the fucking finger. And Michonne yeah. is also like, it's one of those moments where Michonne, you know, is like, is explaining for Rick because she's fucking, you know, she whether it's in a friendship way or just really believes in Rick and mm. really believes in like you just have to deal with this shit sometimes just to saying don't worry about it Tara Tara's just like what the fuck like fuck you Rick fuck you now's not the time maybe you should take me aside later I I dealt with this in a couple of situations when when people do stupid things and they get hurt or they do something that you don't necessarily agree with once they're safe and everything's okay you know, in that moment, maybe you shouldn't, that wasn't the right moment to do that. Afterwards, maybe you should bring Tara aside and be like, listen, Tara, you you know, you shouldn't risk your life for these people. But you don't yell and basically call her an idiot in front of everybody. Yeah. No. And, and uh, Bill says, I can spend my disbelief on the perfect aim at this point because I can justify at a couple years in the zombie apocalypse that people still alive are probably really good shots or they'd be dead now. That's a good mm. point. And yeah. and, uh, and Bill says, I was half expecting a Def Jam moment when Tyra flips off Rick off, Michonne in the back, and I'm like, oh, shit, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, and Al says hi to Raleigh, uh, Joe and Katie's cat. So flip him the bird, my favorite, says Brohawk Riley. <laughs> I want an animated gif of Tara's bird. <laughs> Somewhere Daryl, Norman Reedus is like, yep, I like that. He's smiling. He was offset. He showed her how to do it. They brought him in, a, in as an expert stunt coordinator for the finger. <laughs> now, Tara. I think it's important. Now, Tara, what you want to do here is, like, let out your hand. and So Rick yells at her, and then Rick is beside himself. What the fuck? Uh, Daryl definitely gave her point. Those <laughs> that bird. I'm thinking, like, if you go ask Daryl or Norman Reedus for a uh, selfie, mm. he'll flip your camera flip the bird your, while yeah. you guys do it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Michael says, even that stand that Tyra was standing on her crossboard 
at the perfect height for her to hide her belly. Plus, she gained a lot of weight in the pregnancy. Really hard to hide. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, it's 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 a tough thing. And I I guess I like it better when a show does this rather than when they decide to write off a character when it's like Tara's just not in any scene. Where's Tara? Oh, she's inside sleeping <laughs> or something like that. I'd rather them play this game with it than do the. I don't know. It depends the show. How I Met Your Mother did it really well with Allison Hannigan. Yeah. With uh, where they were like, she got offended by a joke that uh, Neil Patrick Harris that Barney told, and then just disappeared for four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. It didn't show back up till afterwards. So I mean, you can do it creatively. I think it works better in a comedy when you can do it with a drama like this, or with an action drama like Walking Dead. It's kind of tough to just to just uh, have her disappear for a while and out in Alexandria where we are in the story. They could have had yeah. a recovery take longer, I guess, and then have her be recovering from being uh, being almost killed through the whole pregnancy. But I don't know. I don't, I don't mind that they're using her. It's it's just interesting to note. And, uh, and I think it's cool to like yeah. to look yeah. at all the moments that they hide it and stuff. Her boobs got bigger too. Yep. Yeah, they did. Yep, the crossboard blocking her belly. So true. <laughs> Michael says, fuck <laughs> yeah, Bill. They sure did. And Miss Ash says, no, it's even worse when they write the pregnancy into the show like like uh, TVD is doing. What, what's TVD? Which show? Oh, The Vampire Diaries. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched that show. So Yeah, I don't like when the show's writing into it. And uh, there's a couple shows where it's been interesting where they write it into it. There's a sh- Star Trek Deep Space Nine wrote it into it, and they actually did it kind of mm-hmm. funny because the guy uh alexander siddick who played the doctor in the show was married or like life mates with one of the actresses and got her pregnant and they weren't and so they wrote a pregnancy into the show and they made her become pregnant by having him take a baby from someone else and put it in her and then have her get pissed at him about it like you fucking did this to me you fucking did this to me and have her yeah i don't think he put it in i think it happened no he no because he put it in her because they got because something happened to keiko and julian made the decision to put the baby into takira so she confronts him later and it was an inside joke written because julian got her pregnant I read it in a Star Trek behind the scenes, Deep Space Nine moment type stuff. Anyways, so we continue. We continue. It, yeah, in that episode when the problems happened on the ship, Julian was the one who performed the surgery that did that. So anyway, sorry about that. People are like, Deep Space Nine? Shut the... <laughs> computer, <laughs> what show are we yeah, talking c- about? Computer windows yeah. are being clicked off and uh, <laughs> Walking Dead fans. What the fuck are you talking about Deep Space Nine for? So anyway, so... Uh, so yeah, Rick's beside himself, and uh, Rick is just like, "Don't ever do that." And then he gets in in Spencer's face. He's like, "He's just Rick's about to have a stroke. He's about to have like an aneurysm in his head." He's like, "He's like, dude, fucking, what are you trying to do?" And he's like, "I was trying to do something, trying to lead them off." And Rick's like, "If you have you ever made a climb like that before? Have you ever done that? If you ever have a fucking plan, run it by me and shut the fuck up." And Spencer's like, "Well, would you right. really listen?" The knot he used on mm. first off the the thing he used to throw the hook on was giving way, but I think then what ultimately gave way was the knot he tied it with. Yeah, like yeah, you, you a you don't know how to make sure you're in the right spot. B you didn't tie your knot right. C you've never even made a climb like that on a rope before. D you're pretty much a pussy all the time anyway. Sorry, I uh, coward anyway. Are you trying not to swear? No, I'm trying not to use... Pussies aren't weak. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Very good point. They take a pounding. Kitties or genitalia. Honestly, that's a very good point. That's the best way I've ever heard that say because it's actually one of the strongest things in the on, on Right, they, in the push world. Out, mm-hmm. they push out... It's in, yeah, people. 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 <laughs> you, had so, you, had so, you had so much trouble with that, Joe. You're like, they push out, they push out 
Well, my dick. No, they push out people. <laughs> so, so back in from our break, uh, Morgan shows up. Funny because it's true. Yeah, it's very funny because it's true. Hey, I like Deep Space Nine. Sh- uh, Shapeshifter Odo is my favorite character. Well, thank you, Johnny. And uh, John... <laughs> Did Brohawk Riley says strong pussy and he also said tag me in nerd when I was talking about these space nights right Okay, okay, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck me. Okay, so Oh no, it is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So we go back in for the break and uh and we see Denise at the hospital and Morgan comes in and says uh and just starts talking to her and she starts looking at his injury. He he starts looking at her cheat sheet that she has for sick stuff for sick people and she's like, Yeah, I have a cheat sheet. And she also Basically, in this scene, he's pushing her for antibiotics for the wolf. And she's like, I'll give you antibiotics. And and he's like, no, no, it's actually not for me. I didn't want to get you involved in Can something. Can you keep a secret? Can you keep a secret? Mm-hmm. And so he brings her. In. And this is when Morgan, you're crossing a fucking line, buddy. Because I hope, I hope, well, Morgan's at the door with Carol. I hope the wolf fucking kills Denise. Mm. It's I, I don't want to see Denise die, but it does serve Morgan right. Yeah, it does. I mean, ultimately, I understand why he's doing this because because he feels like he needs to. I don't, I can't, I'm sick of fucking rationalizing for Morgan. But you're involving someone else in your stupidity now. You're putting her at danger with this guy that basically told you he's going to escape and kill everybody. The kids, including, including the children, including the children. And you're mm-hmm. bringing this person that you hardly know that you can already tell right they from your friend that can't defend themselves. That seems like a good individual that's really trying here. And the only yeah. closest thing to a doctor all these other fucking people have. And you're bringing her one of the most important fucking ass sets in your entire fucking community you're bringing fucking her in to meet a fucking wolf that wants to fucking kill everybody are you a fucking asshole or what morgan i'm sorry you're a fucking asshole yeah joe rants on phil this week everyone yeah fucking a sorry joe rant (laughs) joe rant number one on me fucking a seriously though like fuck you morgan you're just being like i can justify morgan's actions if it's just him and he's taking the words right out of my mouth only i think i would have dropped a few more f-bombs and said it a little more emphatically fuck motherfucker (laughs) but yes exactly well put phil thank you sorry i was trying to save my voice that's why i didn't scream right there and i have sleeping people in in rooms above me so i'm trying to just trying to uh keep my fuckity fucky assholes uh Bill says, Phil ran. And, 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 to ask, and to ask her for antibiotics when the first thing he does when he walks into that room is look at whatever his name is laying in the cot dying. Mm-hmm. Like, you have people that are good people, that are people worth saving that penicillin or antibiotics for. But you're going to go give it to this wolf and put this woman in danger yeah. and all that shit. And we have another voicemail. Sorry, callers, about the uh, – about the, for some reason, the phone's not ringing tonight, but I am getting the voicemail. So there's some problem with the phones – with the uh, the Google Voice phone shit. So I have to uh, check that out later. But here we go. Here's another voicemail. I like it when they write it into the show. I think Nashville and Once Upon a Time both – Wrote in hmm. pregnancies from hmm. real life into the show. I think it's hit or I think and it's hit or miss. It's a it's a it's a, it's a believable explanation of, hey, uh, this person's pregnant, and I actually, oh, it's, oops, sorry. It's actually a more sense of like I guess they're being method actors because they're actually mm-hmm. being pregnant at the time. Good, no, good point. So, yeah, I, kinda, I, I think I think ultimately I think, ugh, this is one of those things where, it, and I'm gonna. <laughs> 
like certain comedians can get away with certain jokes that other comedians can't get away with yeah. because because yeah. you can say a certain joke if you're funny. And I think it works either way if the show does it well. I think it's one of those things that so many shows do it as an also rand and it doesn't work. But I think it's been done good in both situations where they yeah. either just ignore it. I think The Walking Dead did a decent job with Tyra, kind of just ignoring it and walking around it. Well, it would have been hard to to write that in the show because she, they had already established her as swinging the other way. Right, yeah. yeah. What, were they going to throw throw Eugene a pity fuck with her? And then they'd be like, oops. <laughs> yeah, or, have her, or, or maybe, yeah, just have her raped. Sunny Day Tea Factory, which it seems like the happiest Hi. thing in the world, is asking it us does. about some tension. Do you guys feel the tension between Kyle and the kids? Shit for shattering for real. Oh, oh big time. not at all. No, they, they seem like they're going to be best of friends. But what I love about that is that is reading that comment with a name like Sunny Day Tea Factory. It just was such yeah. a. It's like, <laughs> Uh, oh, this will be an battery. optimistic comment. <laughs> yes, of course. And Johnny said, did anyone notice that Judith went from the protective hands of Carol to Jesse? I hope Jesse keeps her safe, even though she has even her own. She just told the little one upstairs that you don't become a murderer. You... The only way to not become a murderer, uh, a monster. monster, is to murder, is to kill. <laughs> so, well, Jesse seemed to have embraced that. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse's on that side too. And Jesse seemed because Jesse obviously need unless she was wearing a head headphones or or something, she must have heard what Carol said and supported it since she didn't say anything to Carol about it. But we're yeah. almost there. Let's let's get there. So, so at this point. We cut to Carol's perspective about fucking time. And we see Carol who's watching what the fuck's going on with this. She's taking care of baby Judith who surprisingly just hasn't aged at all. I mean, looking cute and looks like a different baby. baby. Yeah, it looks like a different person. I mean, that baby's been through so much. It just looks like a completely different person. So... So Judith is uh, is being taken care of by Carol, and she notices what's going on. She notices that Morgan's sneaking off towards the prison, set up towards the lockup, and then Denise is following by, following close behind. So Carol kind of goes on the hunt, and she's just like, "The fuck is going on here?" She's following the two of them, notices where they go, goes and drops off the baby with Jesse, and Carol goes in and gives a little just bullshit to Jesse about uh, watch duty. <laughs> yeah, let me just finish putting away my art supplies. Exactly. I have nothing uh-huh. better to fucking do. And and uh, sunny day. Oh, have a good night's sleep. Uh, and talk why to isn't Denise over night here night. having to talk with this fucking kid? She's a goddamn fucking psychiatrist. Oh yeah. my goodness. And she's like, and they basically <clears throat> had this whole thing back and forth. And it was basically she shows up there just, or I think. She didn't just get because at first I'm like, why didn't she just give the baby to Jesse? And why they have to make up something for Jesse to be doing? And it's ultimately so uh, so we can get the conversation between Carol mm-hmm. and Sam. So we can have Carol tell Sam to murder Judith. <laughs> so we get all that, and then we get Carol. Don't make me don't make me welcome you all to Miami again. <laughs> so then we get Carol going over to where Morgan is, and she bangs on the door, and she asks Morgan. Who the fucking hell do you have in that cell? Yeah. What the fuck? So then we go off to Carl and Ron with Ron behind Carl, giving him the... Following behind him, yep. Sinister. On like like the end of the street from where we just saw... It's like like just a shift in camera angle and Carl's going in another direction. Bill's... behind him. Bill says, I thought that Jesse went to lock up her gun, but since she has kids in her house, I didn't see what was in her hands. Uh, Jesse's the worst mom. I mean, look at her kids. And then we get lots of Rod and Sam hate going on. Cute kid. I actually think from an acting standpoint, 
which can go really bad really easily. The kid that's playing the Sam character isn't mm. pissing me off in the way that I think some kid actors could piss me off in that yeah. role. I'm like, okay, he plays he plays creepy, freaked out, believable really well. Like he'd be good yeah. in a horror movie as some sort of creepy kid in a horror movie. He he has that kind of vibe. Helps. What was that, Katie? The haircut helps. A hundred percent the haircut helps. It's a creepy haircut. It is the creepy little boy bowl haircut thing going on. So then uh, <laughs> I'd rather have the kids with Lizzie rather than Jesse. Miss Ashes, I loved when Tara was speaking to Rick. She was like, I noticed Judith is. I had this moment where I thought she was going to indicate her growling, walking, talking. No, just like Lori. Yeah, with, uh, with Maggie in, in that scene. Yeah. So he's not as badass as Anakin. <laughs> in episode one, Anakin <laughs> <he> felt... <laughs> I'm going to kill you all when Anakin's given that evil look to the Jedi Council. "Mm, I don't like you guys when they say that he can't be trained. So then we go to Carl and Ron and getting a stink eye from behind and stalking his ass off to Michonne looking at uh, Deanna's plans for Alexandria and giving that. I have to think about some hopeful sayings for next week. So we go off to, to Tara and asking, have you seen Denise? And Rick is like, shit. No, well, there's, a, there's a quick flash there, the tower right between the Oh, yes, the tower. Yeah, it, it's cracky. There's another cracked tower shot. See, I, because of taking notes, I wasn't visually being aware of all the towers. So definitely point out all those times. I appreciate you doing I, that. Yeah, I think that's yeah, going to be a, just a about the last one there. Yeah. He's not as bad as Anakin in one. There's there's a lot of really worse kid actors. There's there's been yeah. there's been tons of worse kid actors, and I actually am impressed when kid when shows cast really good little kid actors like Daredevil did that. The kid that played uh, young Matt Murdock in the flashbacks in Daredevil season one was very was a very good kid actor. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they got a couple of other one, ones working right now that are pretty good. Uh, some really bad ones on, on Gotham, but some good ones here and there and some other shows as well. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, Rick is like, <laughs> shit. So, oh, so then he, uh, we find out she's asking about Denise. And then Rick is like, shit, and goes to Tara, listen, I'm sorry. He kind of walks away from doing some work and goes over to Tara and goes, listen, I was, I was sorry. I was, I was, uh, you know. I'm sorry for what I said, and, but I'm not really sorry. <laughs> and what were you doing? You stupid. And she goes, listen, we're stuck together. This is what we do. We fight for each other. Mm-hmm. And then Rick's thinking, but these people? You fight for these people too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> Ari and Game of Thrones. Yeah, all the actors in Game of Thrones. They, they Game of Thrones cast kid actors really, really well. And he, he reminds me of Dexter, not in a good way. <laughs> are you talking about Corey? Are you talking about Ron? Is that, is that who you're talking about? Reminds you of Dexter? And Deanna comes in and says thanks to thanks to, or to Rick for saving her idiot son. And <laughs> and he's like, no, you should thank Tara. And he, he's like, she's like, I already thank Tara. I'm thanking you. And Rick says to Deanna, this is where I was under a different impression, Joe. I thought Rick was saying that I had a moment where I could have escaped and could have got behind, got the cars, run these people away, but I didn't because because it was your son. And right. then, that's, you know, what, that's yeah. what he said. That's exactly and what he I said. Thought he reaction, and again, I thought her reaction was, and this is where I think you're correcting me, I thought her reaction was, no, you shouldn't do that. You should let him die and save everybody else. No. no, it was no, no. You did it for more reasons than just. Yeah. It wasn't because he was my son that you saved him. It was because you know that that's what that's what we do. 
That's okay. what you that's do. That's our way. That's the way of humanity, of people, of good people. Yeah, just reiterating what Tara had just said. Right. The good's in you there somewhere. I know it exists. Yeah, exactly. The force is in you, Rick. It was a Michonne-ism. Her reaction was stupid, said Mrs. Ash. Ron and Enid aren't boyfriend-girlfriend. He is kind of obsessed teen that would get Enid drunk and carve his initials into her skin. So it would be there for years, not always. Oh, my God, shit really happens. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Bella, you're awesome, like dude. the dome that takes his girlfriend, uh, his girlfriend and throws her in the, like, uh, in the basement, in the basement bunker. That nobody knows about. You know? no. I don't know where she went. I, I think I saw her going over you. the wall. Someone no, said, I won't let you go look for her, Carl. <laughs> someone says, no, Deanna's is just stupid in general. <laughs> she seems like she's on something. She seems Daft. like... Yeah, yeah, she's like, taking uh, happy pills. Yeah, she's yeah, she, pretty loopy. She's taking Xanax. Hey, caller, what's up, buddy? Got your call this time. Hey, I got a question for you. Yes. If you could pick one of the two between... Um, the you know is Spencer that stupid one that with the grappling hook that tried yeah. to get over the yeah. fence or whatever that you guys keep saying is stupid. Yes, that's Spencer. Okay, if you guys had to be picked between him and the priest as the oh. next person that mm. died. Oh, next person that and died. You, and like the showrunners literally came to you and said, "All right, which one of these dumb motherfuckers are we gonna kill next?" And you can oh. pick one of the two. Which one do you pick? Okay, good question. I oh, that's, so that's it. You get to save one of their lives. You can only save one of them. Who do you save? No, because ultimately I thought I thought your question was going to be even harder, caller. Because because uh, I think in that situation you probably kill Spencer because he's yeah. more actively getting other people hurt with his with his hijinks. At this point, yes. Where, whereas Gabriel is smart enough to kind of at least stay he's away just from. He's passively him. getting. He's people passively killed. getting people well, killed. And he's trying to get he's snapping out of it, smile. right? And I still don't buy the I was trying to. No, no, to I don't, I'm not saying he's trying no. to. Guys, no. I'm not trying to say he's snapping out of it. I'm just saying he's like a paperweight that's just hanging around where Spencer's out there fucking shit up and really like like going and stealing people's food. Say I'll be he's on an watch and, and I'll hold a gun and I'll I'll be this person and then not following through exactly. with what he has to do. Yeah. Whereas he, he did kill the, the guy that stopped the truck. Yeah, he, still, that's, a, that's his one know. claim for fame. And yeah. it, But I would say. Uh, Abr- Motherfucker stole crackers. He dies. Father Gabriel is less of. He's not like no one listens he's to him. He's not an immediate. No one can. Father Gabriel left the gate open. He is a dumbass. But I thought your question caller was going to be the harder of the ideas mm. of question. I'm going to answer that question too. If you have to count on one of these two shit fucks, yeah, who do you count I on? Thought I thought that's what was coming. That was coming, and that's the harder question. Yes. And I guess. I guess I if on that side. See, here's the thing, Phil. I count on myself to not be put in a situation where I am alone with either one of those two fucknuts. Who's your shit? And Spill's basically asking the question. Let's let's get it to our to our terms. Who's your shit buddy, Gabriel or Spencer? Oh no, you gotta take a shit. And that's the three of you oh, are sitting there. Who tough. do you take? I shit at the campfire. Right Some, then and there. Someone said. Hopefully <laughs> one of the two is going to stand up if, if a zombie comes out. Someone oh said, God. I shit alone and die. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. Oh, I shit at the campfire. I take my chances. I, take I shit my, right there. cereal, my man. I take oh, my, not the cereal. I take, oh. I take my chances of the cereal. Oh. Okay, so let's finish this bad boy up. So we... We in the midst of this conversation, out of uh, the sky, we see some ninety-nine green balloons. Now we see a bunch of balloons floating <laughs> in the air, and yeah, why couldn't they have made them red so I could far away too? Like they got far, like they were right up near the wall. When they, we see these balloons floating up, they had taken quite the distance, like back step. Mm-hmm. Well, probably out of earshot. 
of the uh, walkers so they could talk or something. Maybe they went back for the helium tank. They're going to blow it up, cause a distraction. Could, could be. And I, we'll talk about this when we're oh, end with the episode because and what happens at the end with the tower falling, I mm. think the fact that Glenn and her are out there are definitely going to be very helpful. Yes. And yes. our team members. Are and gonna, what about Daryl and Abraham? They're all going to show yeah. up. At, they're all going to show up at the right time. It's we'll, we'll talk about dun, this. At, we'll, talk about the, we'll talk about this in the end. Let's finish the episode though. Uh, we see, we see the balloons go. Maggie knows she knows and she runs. And, and I, yep. again, I could watch Maggie run for days, run Maggie run. <laughs> and she, ru- she runs down, down and we see it must be Glenn. And we see Carl walk. Walking, and then we hear crack, 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 and and timber as the clock tower oh, is falling somewhere. Doc Brown's crying as the clock tower comes, and Marty McFly cannot get back on top. Everything is falling. I'll never get home. And it cracks. I, I didn't know if it looked like it was about to land on Carl. It looked for a second like it was heading down on Carl, but I think yeah, he, Carl was kind of far. He was down the end of the. He street. did, but they made he it. Just turned a corner. They cut something. it weird to make it seem like yeah. that. And that is the end of our episode. We leave off on that particular cliffhanger next week. <gasps> next the top week, falls and crushes the wall. In our scenes from next week, we see that the wall's been crushed and the walkers are all getting inside the gates. And it's and what I like is what we saw from scenes of next week. We saw that it's going to start right where this episode yes, ended. Yes. We see Rick's like immediate reaction for what's happening. And I think Finally. and I think this is a good, exciting way to lead up to what is looking to be a very action-packed season finale. Yeah. Ooh, I hope so. And I wonder if it's going to be all our group surviving or the people left in Alexandria surviving and then the people getting back mm. surviving the Walker assault or will more that group that we met before or the wolves come back into play. What's going to happen with the wolf that Morgan's guarding? Is he going to escape? Is he going to kill Denise? What's going to happen with Carol? Is Carol just going to go in there and shoot him in the head and be like, bye guys and walk in there. Bam. Bye guys. And walk out. It's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen next week. Joe, Katie, what do you guys want to see from next week? What do you want to see from next week? Gore, blood, killing, what a scary crow. That's why they see if we needed a reason why they call a bunch of crows a murder. There, that, go. there it goes. That explains it. You well, she's looking at the fee she's gonna have. Snacks. But this is she, all over wait, she's looking at the she's looking at the feces she's gonna have. Oh no, the fees. <laughs> Ew, no. no. See here, here we go. No. I'm, uh... Yeah. Oh, Shit. Uh, I want I want the the five of our group that are outside the walls to show up. Yes. You know, cause a good distraction, start leading a, a good amount of the herd away, have our group inside, get to that armory, have the wolf kill Denise, just as I mm. told you so, Morgan, go fuck yeah. yourself, That's Morgan, you asshole, Morgan, you get more of us killed than they're actually killing us somehow. Okay. I don't know how that works, but that works, Morgan, you fucking jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> you idiot. Okay, um, so it's... Oh, oh, I, I, oh, oh, I want to see... I want to see a real fight, not another Carl slack fight between Carl and Ron. Carl and Ron. I want to see that go down while there's a... I don't want to see... I want to see Ron still trying to kill Carl while the zombies are coming in. Yeah. Basically, like, he doesn't give a shit about the Take zombies. his opportunity. His only... Yeah. Bill's- he, he, can, he can kill Carl... And it can be blamed on the confusion with yes. the zombies. The balloons. Bill says gas truck and RPG distraction enough? Question. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Tim says this is off topic, but can we see Joe's tattoo? 
Ooh. Ooh, Joe wants to ask for the let's, let's put Joe on the screen. There you go. There's a little Joe tattoo message. Uh, oh, someone also says, I want to see Ron kill Carl and end up with Enid. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ron is going to die. Carl's going to lose lose something in the process, says Johnny Rico. I Ooh. read that Deanna's, Deanna, something might happen to Deanna. Crow's ready Ooh. to fly. Holy shit. Uh, Critch, on that particular note, use the free sign up for Netflix and watch Jessica Jones. I'm actually going to be doing a Jessica Jones thing. I'm almost done with the series. I recorded a quick blab on blab.im of my immediate thoughts, but I want to do kind of like a quick 20-minute, 30-minute thing about my thoughts on Jessica Jones. I know uh, some people, it's getting mixed responses, but it's something I'm enjoying a fucking great deal. But uh, we, I'll talk about that in a later show. Joe and, Joe and Katie have a. Uh, I'll tell you guys about it after the show. It's it's another show in the Marvel television universe uh, with yeah. Daredevil. It's set in basically the same period and same area as Daredevil in the same universe. So, so yes. Michael says it's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. I think Joe's tramp stamps the picture of George R. R. Martin with the caption, "I wish I knew how to quit you." Literally, Corey says, "Oh yeah, and zombie heart." I can't quit you, baby. Let's play one more voicemail from our buddy. Here we go. How does the tower get damaged anyway? Was it damaged in the attack or whatever by those people and like those walkers or whatever? Was or the crack? Get, did it get hit by the truck or something at some point? I don't remember. Like, why is the tower? I think it's because to to add to just and this is my curiosity, I think it connects to what Joe's biggest problem with this fucking gate to begin with, that all the supports and shit are on the outside. So probably all the walkers piling up against it yeah. probably isn't helping out the cause. And it's probably all the pressure from all the sweaty dead That's bodies on the, the outside. The church was damaged somehow. It was a big crack in yeah. it. It was either from the, the truck the or truck just had, had always been there. I, yeah, I kind of do it, think yeah. so too. But. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, I don't know if it crashed into the wall or the. I don't. Or the, that, yeah, yeah and, I don't know. And, but no one's really been maintaining this fence or the tower or any of that shit for a while. Nope. They've been adding new stuff, and they're just doing a little bandage. I think yeah. where the truck actually hit, and they kind of, they kind of are showing that the truck <laughs> hit right next to the church. So, and, I don't know. And uh, a couple other people in the chat. Uh, I I know John. I actually saw that you saw you post something about that. I I can't I can't. Uh, it's one of those things. That's why I'll talk more about it when I actually do a, a podcast about it. But it's one of those shows that I can understand why someone might not like it. I just particularly love it, and I find David Tennant as uh, Kilgrave one of the most interesting characters I've seen in a long time. I think the television universe of Marvel does villains so much better than the Marvel movies do. I think they should take notes from Kingpin and Kilgrave as two of the best villains so whatever that's that's enough on that so uh everybody uh how about jesse has to choose between her baby boy and baby judith to save cow should have never left the baby Ooh. with jesse and Ooh. on that note because where's carl running off to right now he's probably running back to go save judith yeah. and judith won't be at judith's house judith is somewhere else so uh oh Ooh. oh everybody wait we got we got one more call let's take one last call Caller, welcome to the show. I just wanted to say, Kilgrave is my hero in that damn show. That Dude, don't spoil, awesome. don't spoil anything because I haven't watched the end yet. You guys should do a thing on that one, on that show. No, I'm going to do like a um, 
do like a uh, thirty-minute uh, live thing on that yeah, on that it's coming. Jessica Jones show. I was it, like, everything Kilgrave does is like, man, if I had those superpowers, I do that. I do that same thing. Yeah. The kids annoy me all the time. You know how many times I wanted to be able to tell kids. Yeah, dude, dude, I'm so I'm only I'm only cutting uh, I'm only cutting you off because I want to save the spoil for people. But I am, dude, I am with you 100, percent and we are gonna do that show. I've been turned on Netflix in so long. I don't yeah. know what's. I'll t- we can talk more about it in the after show, Joe. And everybody, thank you so much. Let's say goodnight. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this week's thank Walking you, Dead you. recap. We will be back next week to talk about the mid-season finale, the last Walking Dead episode of the year. So, and also, guys, Yay! if you, if Wait, you, whoa. Last? Next February. What? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the like button and share this video with a friend as we all prepare for the season finale, mid-season finale of Walking Dead season five, yay, or season six. Excuse me. Boo, season six. Yay, oh my. I'm so ha- confused. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And yeah, I did. I cut off our good friend. Sorry <laughs> to cut you off. I didn't want to spoil anything. Uh, so. So yes, great show. Check it out on th- over Thanksgiving. And our my recap will be coming fairly soon. If you haven't already, uh, you can email me at igetissuesman@gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter I got, I got, at igetissuesman. Follow Joe at Dirty Locks. Uh, Brohawk Riley is in the room right now. If you can go to his channel, subscribe to his channel. We'll be talking this week about Into the Badlands episode two, and you can see the episode one recap I'm doing over there. Brohawk Riley, someone that's helped me out since my very beginning of doing podcasts or a radio show and there's also some other issues program tidbits over there and some other videos that John and I have done one versus one videos will be posted there and some other stuff so if uh, John's a very good friend of mine so give him a subscription yeah, watch good. yeah watch a couple of his videos and if you like his stuff definitely give him a script subscription a sub I like, I, like, yeah. I, I like that John have a great night everybody and if you're have a happy Thanksgiving if we don't talk to you Thanks. before that Lots of thanks for the Walking Dead season finale that's going to be on right afterwards. Yay. And lots of thanks for skipping out on as many uh, family gatherings as possible. Also have a Star Trek Deep Space Nine recap coming sometime over the next couple of weeks with Eternity or Enchantment of Eternity, Mark, from the Enchantment of Eternity channel that I'll be doing on our channel, uh, a review of the Pale Moonlight. So keep an eye out for that as well. But to everybody out there, We love you. Have a good night. Uh, Oh, and yes, I forgot. Joe, do you always go live on gaming on Fridays? Uh, No, I go live on gaming just whenever he feels like it. I kind of can. Um, Probably won't be doing too much more like The Last of Us or multiplayer. I will. I want to do more of the Telltale games. I, I. other yeah, you decisions should, on them. Yeah, you should get. You should. Uh, we'll talk more about that. But the, uh, there's a co- some <laughs> yeah, there's a couple other good ones, and and I'll also be showing Battlefront. up. So if you haven't already, subscribe to Dirty Issues Gaming, and I'll be showing up on there doing some Star Wars Battlefront stuff pretty soon as well, and sucking and dying and that. So <laughs> here we go, guys. Have a good week. Talk to you next week for the mid-season finale. <laughs>